Welcome to episode 33 of the current backloggers. Today is September 24th. I'm your host, KCP, along with my good friend and co host, Cody G. Cody, how are we today? I'm great. And thank you for joining us today. No problem. <laughs> I'm here every week. Oh, uh, <laughs> today, we're going to talk about the current affairs in um, social injustice and we'll be going over the 2020 election Cody what else what other input do you have uh, the winners in life think constantly in terms of I can I will and I am it's uh, kind of what I've been, been doing here recently <laughs> that's what you've been doing yeah, so I've just been thinking in, in those terms. That's pretty dope, man. I think we'll get back to all the other stuff I mentioned later. But uh, for now, what have you been up to? I, uh, yesterday, a couple days ago, yesterday? Yeah, yesterday, I sealed my driveway. Oh, yeah? How'd that go? Uh, I don't know if you can trust containers, like the directions of containers anymore. <laughs> Because it said it would cover 300 square feet or 400 square feet. And my mm -hmm. driveway is like 315 square feet. I was like, okay, one one's enough. And uh, after four trips to Home Depot, it took four containers. Damn. But it dried up today, and I just drove on it for the first time like an hour ago. Um, it's quite an adventure. Also, when you're sealing your driveway... It gives a reason for every neighbor to come out and go, well, it's looking good. We usually get someone to do ours. We've never done it ourselves. <laughs> I have headphones in, too, and I'm, like, covering it. Like, I never see it's, like, almost like a tar substance, and you don't want to touch yeah. it. I'm, like, taking my headphones out, trying to avoid the touching, getting tar in my ears and on my headphones. Like, yeah, definitely, uh-huh. Just so I can say that and put them back in. Um <laughs> that's terrible to say that but I'm just getting real tired of my neighbors the ones that uh, the ones behind us like my dog's barking at their dog for like two seconds and my girlfriend said that one lady was real dramatic and over the top she was like petting her dog going that's right we don't bark mm -hmm. we don't bark I'm good job not barking just real petty and passive aggressive and um <laughs> When you have this a, a ring Amazon alarm system, you also are in a group of people all around you, so you can keep each other up to date with, like, hey, my car got robbed last night, um, or got you know broken into. But for some reason, it's just a lot of old people. Every noise they hear, they think it's a gunshot, and you can tell it's old people just by the way they type because it'll be like, gunshots, dot 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 dot. <laughs> Question mark, question mark, question mark. And somebody like, oh no, I think he's just getting his roof nailed, like from a nail gun or something. Actually, I hear I can open up the app. You want me to read some of them to you? I guarantee it, it's, there's going to be something on there like that. Uh, a lot of people break into cars around here, though. Oh, yeah. Just walk up to car doors and. Oh, here it is. There are reports of shooting? person reportedly shot and injured i like how this could be an eight-year-old person or this could be a ryan's report 
Here it is. I heard eight gunshots and 45 seconds later, nine more near Carly Drive. I guarantee it wasn't. <laughs> These are all just people thinking gunshots. <laughs> oh, here we go. Someone's car broken into a toolboxes and backpack blower taken off work trailer. Oh, here's more people going through cars. Someone had their trailer hitch stolen. Who the hell steals a trailer hitch? Someone else breaking into cars. And it's just like, every time I see this, just motivation for me to get the fuck out to the country. Out in the middle of nowhere. Even Sunbury's getting a little too busy for my liking. <laughs> too many people out there, man. <clears throat> so what have you, you been up to, man? Not a whole lot. I, uh, as you know, I had those two weeks off. So, the last week, or at least the last few days of that, pretty much just cleaning around here. So, almost no gaming, unfortunately. And then I went back to work Sunday. So, been working normal hours and uh, not doing a whole lot else. Played a little bit of games, watched a little bit of stuff, which we can talk about later, but. Not a whole lot for me. Dang, man. Maybe you should steal some, start stealing some driveways. <laughs> um, I did tease you before we went live, though, about a McDonald's story. It's just a really quick, dumb one. I know, usually my stories are elaborate. But, um, so every, almost every morning before work, I go to McDonald's. I get myself nice at, a about... 10 a.m. I get myself a chicken McGriddle, a hash brown, and a large Dr. Pepper. Very healthy starts there every morning. Um, and I love the McGriddles, so. though. Oh, yeah, they're fucking great. Um, but the drive-thru sometimes is either no line or it's a humongous line. So when it's a long line, I usually go in because even though a drive-thru line is long, for some reason I still give it to you faster inside. So I went inside, this happened today actually, and um, I went inside and as I was leaving, this guy was leaving, I held a door open for him, and uh, that's relevant, it's going to sound like I'm just talking about how nice I'm being and bragging, but that's relevant to uh, what happens in a minute, because uh, this manager, there always seems kind of weird, I think he's a GM there, hopefully they don't find a way to find his podcast and get spitting all over my food every time. Uh, but uh, he was talking to this girl there, and he's like, ah, oh, man, I've seen a lot of double Ds today. And the girl was like, I'm sorry? Door dashers. And I, was, <laughs> I was like, double Ds takes longer to say than door dashers, and I feel like he was just doing that to be all like, are you dumb? Of course. Why would you think like that? Double Ds. Also, that's like, I think it's hits. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying, that... Yeah, I feel like he was setting up just to be that guy to be like, oh, okay, you're trying to make it disgusting, even though everybody's going to fucking think that when you say double Ds, and yeah, it's more inconvenient than saying door dashers, and that's the dude I held open the door for, the the door dash, the double D. And uh, like I said, just a really dumb story, but I thought you'd enjoy it. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> I was kind of excited. My, my blood started boiling. I thought it was going to be like some, like, um... Like, the guy was pissed that he held the door open for him or something. No, I'm always uh, not worried about that, but I'm fucking waiting for that dumb shit now with everything going on. 
Um, it's funny you mentioned that though. Uh, I was leaving Home Depot with that for the hundredth time, picking up more sealer, <laughs> and uh, for some reason, twice I was stopped at the store. People were like, "Oh, you're doing it yourself." <laughs> I was like, is this something like people just regularly pay someone to do? Or I was like, okay, yeah, doing it myself. And then on the way out, a guy passed me as I was going out the exit. Initially, I was like, okay, this is the exit. You're going to the entrance. All right. We rolled up. But uh, I didn't think anything of it. And then he kind of mumbled something at me. And I thought it was like, oh, you're doing it yourself again? Or how's it going? Or something like that. So I was just like, hey, how's it going, man? And then I realized right after I said that, he was passive-aggressively saying I was going out an entrance. <laughs> and I turn around, and it blatantly says right there on the doors that it's an exit. <laughs> but at that point, he's too far away for me to even respond. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, uh, or I could look like a complete psycho running back in the store and be like, actually, that's, a, that's an exit, not an entrance. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that, so that was something I thought about for way too long. <laughs> but yeah, so I thought it was one of those stories. I hate those kind of stories. Yeah, like I said, I'm kind of waiting for that to happen. I've heard a lot of passive aggressiveness with all the mask and everything, but surprisingly, I haven't heard anything about um, doors like that. The worst I've heard is when, um, and they're not really rude, just kind of annoying, is when people are, oh no, you don't got a hold for me. And they're not like being polite, they're doing that because they don't want to be too close to you. I'm like, oh Jesus. But, I mean, that's not really, that's just more annoying, not really rude or anything. Um, you said you had a McDonald's story? Oh, yeah, I went, they went there and, uh, <laughs> do you ever, do they ever get, like, not rude, but just real assertive and, like, boom, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um... Yeah, they were real bad on Morse Road today. I was like, I'm going to go try that. Do you know how stupid I felt pulling up to a window going, yeah, I want to try the Scott oh up to the little computer? Uh, the best part, too, is I made Renee order while she was driving, so she ordered. And she was like, what do you want? And I felt like a little child. I was like, um, I'll take the, the spicy chicken nuggets and... Uh, the Travis Scott, and then her just going, can I, uh, yes, can I have the spicy chicken, what sauce? Uh, yeah. Uh, and then, like, they throw you off for, the fact that they, they talk to you like that, it actually, like, slows it down a little bit for me. <laughs> They're like, oh, shit, I don't even know, I don't even know, like, what is sauce? Um, uh, and then she was like, and the Travis Scott. I was like, God, this is so stupid. But I love it at the same time. So I had the spicy chicken nuggets, and Travis Scott. And you had to tell him through the uh, Xbox Series S, huh? <laughs> yep. And uh, I couldn't even... I didn't try the Chips Ahoy thing. Their other new thing. I heard that's actually not that good. Was that McFlurry or... Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah, it seems like really an odd combo. I gotcha. Um, well... Anything else random you want to talk about or get into? Yeah, yeah. Uh, spicy chicken nuggets will give you some nasty heartburn. <laughs> I think they're that hot, man, but mm -hmm. Jesus, I don't know what, what happened to them. <laughs> Did they give you a spicy sauce to put on them, too? Um, Might have been the bag. I didn't eat it or look. I uh, 
I think I told you, I didn't even really like them. Yeah, they were way too spicy, and I just didn't think it really tasted good. Like the uh, Wendy's spicy nuggets, a lot of people say those are too spicy, and I don't even like spicy stuff. And I think those are really good. To me, it tastes kind of more mild. But uh, McDonald's is just entirely too spicy, and I don't even think the taste is that good. Wendy's, I think, kind of changes the taste of it, even though it's spicy. And McDonald's does this weird thing. You said you didn't think it was too spicy. It was probably the same thing all of us did. They were uh, Danielle and Peter were trying it. And, uh, oh, it was a real spicy. And I've been into it. And I was like, that's not that bad. And uh, I'll wait till, no jokes. Um, I was like, there, I'll wait till you uh, actually chaw, chew all of it and swallow it. And I was like, okay. And I did. And you start breathing. And you can feel like 10 times worse than when you're eating it. And I was like, oh, yep. These are real spicy. I'm done with this shit. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think they were that bad. Oh, really? Yeah, I just there's some really bad heartburn from them for some reason. It's uh, there's very few things that give me heartburn like this, and oddly enough, it's like orange juice, um, the little Cheetos, and now the spicy chicken nuggets. Hmm. Give me some heartburn, but I didn't think they're that spicy. And I don't know. Some of them were like, "Wow, that's a little bit more spicy than the last one." And they seem a little inconsistent with the spiciness. I couldn't really tell. Um, you know, it'd be good. What's that? The Travis Scott? No, since they're changing, getting all crazy with their nuggets now. It's the first time I've had a new nugget since they started nuggets. I think they just do a Butterfinger nugget. Ooh. Didn't they have like a buttermilk? <laughs> Those are uh, chicken strips or selects, whatever. Those, those are delicious, but that, whatever the fuck you just said, <laughs> sounds absolutely terrible. Ew. No, I don't think that sounds good. I just they hate Butterfingers, and I was like, that sounds like a fucking awful combination, even with me liking Butterfingers. So I think of the, the, the way that nasty shit compacts itself. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be kind of cool to get, like, chicken bits stuck in your teeth throughout the day. <laughs> give you a meal for later on in the day yeah i just i i felt absolutely stupid especially because i felt like they said it to me three times the at the one renee's like yeah we'll take the travis scott she's like so you guys want the travis scott you want barbecue sauce with your travis scott and then we go up to the first window and he's like okay so you guys had the travis scott and i'm like oh my god what is this guy pick up our food and he's like all right here's your travis scott i'm like wow what is happening yeah, we need like a Taylor Swift or something. Taylor Swift, you'd be all about that, man. <laughs> yeah, imagine all the disgusting jokes you can make about that. What if it was a burger, though? Like the Travis Scott's a burger. I would order it just as some dumb joke or something, but yeah, that would suck because it would just be a tease. I would just give it to one of you guys. Oh, you wouldn't even try it? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> um, yeah, it was- that wasn't a bad sandwich. The food's okay. I mean, it's just fucking fast food. <laughs> you really can't expect much. I hear you. Anything else random? No, that's it, man. Do you want to lead with our list we've been talking about for, what, probably a month and a half now? Yeah, let's do it, buddy. For the... uh Not necessarily underrated games, but I, we talked before. Either underrated or underappreciated because almost I feel like almost all of mine are underappreciated games like the review scored pretty well but I feel like they didn't get an, actually get a lot of attention or sell very well depending on what they are I don't know about yours though 
Yeah, um... Let me look up this one, because that's a good point. Because this game reviewed a little too high for what I thought. But, yeah, so you want me to start from the first game? Yeah, are we doing 10 first, or you just have, do you have an order? Yeah, let's do 10. Let's do it. Okay, go for it. Uh, number 10 for me is the Teen Titans video game. Yeah, I've never played uh, that. 2006. It reviewed at, looks like, 63, 63 on the GameCube and Xbox, and 56 on PS2. These are all Metacritic. And it's, uh, I think it was THQ. And who developed that? Teen Titans 2006. I think it was... But yeah, so this game was uh, Behavior Interactive. Are they even around anymore? Oh, no, I know. What in the hell? What have they worked on here? This can't be the right list. Whoops. Um, oh, you know what they made or helped make? Uh, Naughty Bear. Oh, that's probably I've heard from then. Looks like they changed names to... Behavior Interactive, and they've actually worked on the Halo Wars Definitive Edition, Fallout Shelter. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're, they're still around. They're still doing stuff. Uh, this game was weird. I um, was I had a friend that was way too obsessed with always getting the new video games. <laughs> Sometimes he couldn't do sleepovers just because there's a new game coming out. He wanted to immediately go in the morning to pick it up. Mm -hmm. So one of his speculator uh, stipulations for having a sleepover was that my mom would have to get up in the morning and we'd all have to drive to the store to pick up his pre-order. Played it, and it's a great game. Um, unfortunately, the prices of it have exploded. I want to buy it on Xbox. It's the best version. It was getting close to like $150, $200 there for a while. It bounced back down to 120 I have it on PS2, but I want the Xbox version. Mm -hmm. um, I actually almost bought it yesterday because I found it for like 110 But I, I said no. I said no. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but yeah, that's my number 10. Okay. Um, so before I start my list, I left off. Um, a whole handful of games because I didn't want my entire list to be the Wii U. But I just thought I'd cover the Wii U as a whole because I feel like that's one of the most underrated systems. And, yeah, and I feel like literally half my list would be Wii U games. And it's funny because almost every top Switch game is a Wii U game. And everybody talks about how the Wii U was terrible because it had no games and it was terrible. And now the Switch is some masterpiece, even though almost every top game is a Wii U game. And people are like, this thing's amazing. And I'm like, did you guys miss out on this entire generation of Nintendo? And it's even more funny because everybody's making fun of the next generation, including myself. But I'm doing it with the Switch. They're all making fun of it for not having next-gen games and porting everything over. But for some reason, Nintendo's gotten completely off the hook with this. There's, 
I can only think of like a couple of games that weren't ported over mm-hmm. that are like top games on the Switch, which is fucking nuts, especially what are we three years into the Switch now? So you can't use the argument like it's the beginning of the generation or something. Yeah, and uh, I, the games that haven't been um, brought over to the Switch, I've noticed have really jumped in prices. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a Wario game that I don't even know why I really picked it up for the Wii U, but I'm glad I, I did. It's kind of uh, jumped up in value a lot. Um, yeah, I think too. Even I don't, I don't really like the upgrades to the Switch because I feel like the, with the Switch, the way the, with the controller, some of those games are going to be impossible to have like a one-one experience. Yeah. I think the Switch is going to be the like the Sega Saturn. It's going to be incredibly sought after in the future. The Switch or the Wii U? I'm sorry, the Wii U. That's what, I was, no, that's what I was guessing you meant. Yeah. And a lot of the, the game collectors, too, on these Facebook groups I'm part of, like guys with huge collections, are like, guys, buy Wii U stuff now because it's at some point it's going to explode. Yeah. Um. But I can get into my first one, so or my number ten, and it is Resistance Three, and I think you could do a series as a whole, but I think that one gets the uh, the least attention. But um, it reviewed Metacritic eighty-seven for um, or eighty-three for uh, critics and seventy-eight for user. So, like I said, that's not a bad or that's a very good review score but i feel like if you hear people talk about it they talk about it's the worst in the series and i feel like resistance as a whole is already very underappreciated and i think it's weird because i think it's easily the best first person shooter exclusive that sony's ever had and i feel like they created such a cool universe and then just fucking abandoned it which is even more weird now that they own insomniac yeah it's the the most highly regarded one too. Like you said, uh, this is out of the three, right? Out of the trilogy. Um, from what I've heard, most people actually think that's the worst one. From what I normally hear. Really? That first one's ass, man. I gotta be honest with you. Really didn't like it. I mean, it's okay. It is what it is, and it's definitely a. Um, definitely a product of its time that's exactly what i was gonna say um but god that game was just ugly (laughs) no it definitely was i just for me i think what did it was i loved the co-op me and my friend did it but i also just thought the world and creating a new universe like that that seemed so massive and was clearly trying to compete against halo was so cool to me the sony's kind of trying to go for it But um, what's your number nine? Number nine. Remember when all video game videos had that? Yeah. Uh, do you remember Dark Rift on the N64? I don't think so. Let me look it up. But if you look up the art, you'd remember this. Why oh, Casey's looking that up? Dark Rift. It does not have a score on Metacritic. It came out in '97. This was probably my first 
game, well, my first game I really played, played a bunch on the N64. It came with my N64. Um, my parents bought my N64, I think I mentioned it before, bought an N64 to flea market for me in the late 90s. And it came with a bunch of games, and this game was in there. Um, it was just a standard fighting game. And the only fighting games I really had, had, uh, Jesus, had played were arcade stuff at the movie theater, like, uh, Tekken and Mortal Kombat, so it's nice to have some version of that at home. I'm sure it is complete ass of what I played it. Uh, Wikipedia, EGM gave it a 5.6 out of 10. GameSpot gave it a 5. IGN gave it a 5.4. Next Generation gave it a 3 out of 5. So it's definitely reviewed terribly. The company is Kronos Digital Entertainment. They went out of business. Not soon after. Uh, the only thing that really sticks out to me, uh, which kind of makes me feel bad for this company, that they went out because I'm actually going back and rebuying a lot of their. They only made one, two, three, four, five, six games, but I have one, two, three, four of the six games that I purchased. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fear Effect is the main one, so I feel like there's a. A lot of talent, a lot of stuff going on there, just uh, never really did much. But um, something that you might know they did is they did the animation for Spider-Man on Fox Kids. Oh, really? Spider-Man show, yeah. Okay. Um, but Edios, do you remember that? You know, they made the Tomb Raider games? Yeah, is it uh, Eidos? Is that... Eidos, Eidos. No, you're good. I was making sure that... We're on the same page. Um, I think they had teamed up with them uh, for the Fear Effect. And I think from what I'm reading online, there's not much information. Eidos uh, discontinued funding and caused them to go out of business. I'm not even sure if they're owned by Eidos or what happened. Mm -hmm. Because Dark Rift was definitely, I think, N64. Uh, I think Nintendo paid some money for it to get it exclusive and it came out for the PC but then I think it was like a month delay it was a timed exclusive uh, but yeah it's just a dumb game that I'm sure it's terrible <laughs> to go back and play yeah I looked it up I don't recognize it actually um, really? yeah it looks uh, well I don't know which one came out first I was going to say it looks like a complete rip off of Killer Instinct which I love Killer Instinct so maybe that's the reason maybe it was like something where it was one or the other. I know I didn't care. I would have played both, but maybe it was that kind of thing why I never noticed it because I always played Killer Instinct. Oh, for sure, man. Like, uh, I just had a lot of cheap games. And yeah. Those budget titles. And if I would have had any of those other fighting games on the N64, I'm sure I would have liked them a lot more. I hear you. It's a, it's a weird one, man, but for some reason I just get stuck on it and play it for a long time. I always got my ass handed to me, like, third, third or fourth guy in. Yeah, I hear you. Um, my number nine is, you're saying all these games are not reviewed well, so I feel like mine aren't, isn't really an underrated list, just more underappreciated. A couple of these is a, are a little lower, but... um. Bioshock 2, which Metacritic um, per critic score was 8.8 and user is 8.1. So, again, very good scores. Mm-hmm. But 
we talked about multiple times that game is looked at as like a a demon child in the trilogy if you want to call it that because not really a full trilogy and that's because it wasn't the original creator and it wasn't Ken Levine making it and I feel maybe you've noticed lately it seems like it's doing the uh the Spider-Man thing or the Sunshine thing where people suddenly love it now and aren't having that opinion about it which is odd because I've always talked to you about how I think that game's underrated and I feel like uh yeah I definitely think there is issues with it. I don't think the story is strong as either of the other ones by far, but I think the uh, world is just as cool. I think uh, the gameplay is easily better than the first Bioshock, and the visuals are a little better. The graphics, just because it was a little newer, but even that's not that much better. But the gameplay was easily much improved, and the gameplay I don't think was bad in Bioshock. So that would be my number nine. I think... uh, so way too many people overlooked it, and it seems like it's doing one of those 360 things, not an Xbox reference, but a 360 thing where that's for some reason changing now. I don't know what's changing that, but it seems like the opinion is kind of morphing on that for some reason. Yeah, I still need to go back and play that, man. I never played that one. Yeah, I think you'd like it a lot, kind of, without spoiling anything, fills a lot into uh, making Rapture more of a world, and showing the other side of um, Andrew Ryan, so it's really cool. I'll have to check it out, man. I have it. Yeah, and then you still haven't played Infinite, right? Nope. That That's a fucking beast right there, one of the best games I've ever played. Oh, shit, okay. Oh, he's yeah. like, yeah, because I think it's a... Bioshock's still my favorite one because that story and... Um, the story in that game, like I said, is one of the best stories I experienced in any game or any media. And as much as I love games, I say all the time, I think the stories in a lot of them are kind of laughable and could do much better than they are doing. And I feel like Bioshock totally turned that on its head. And I think that's one of the things that works against Bioshock 2 is that you already know the world and you know what to expect. So... I feel like you just instantly already lose that, like, the wow factor of Bioshock. But I think that's why Infinite kind of takes the best of both worlds, because I think the story is very strong, a lot stronger than 2, and the gameplay is better than 2, and obviously the visuals and the graphics are much better, because it was on the uh, next generation at that point, or wasn't it? Or no, it was at the tail end of that generation, but still a long period of time between them. Yeah. So... That yeah. was like a year before the new consoles. Yeah, that's why it threw me off for a second. But, um, like I said, I don't think the story, I don't think is definitely as good as the first one, even though I think uh, overall it is the best game, if I'm judging fairly, but that first one just was so impactful, and I think it's hard to recreate. You there? Yeah, I'm there. Okay. Oh, no, you're good. You can just go to yours. I don't know if anything got cut off. All right. So this is number number nine, number eight. Yeah, eight. Uh, Bio Freaks for the N64. Speaking of bio, um, I don't think I know this one either. I'm gonna look but it up look here. It up. I said about the last one, but you know. 
Uh, there's another late 90s game that I had because these might have been games I got because they were cheap or they might have been within 64 when we bought it. Um, I don't know. I'm trying to think because these games came out. Um, I might have picked these up after I got Man 64. I'm trying to remember for um, Dark Rift and um, uh, Biofreaks. But Biofreaks is another fighting game. Uh, it feels almost completely different, though. Uh, they had, like, some weird um, dodging and flying and long-range attacks. Mm -hmm. But once again, it was almost like Mortal Kombat mixed with Smash Bros. But I'm more than certain if I would have had Smash Bros. I would have it more. Uh, just my parents were incredibly cheap and just bought me cheap games. Thanks yeah. for coming, Dad. Um, <laughs> I definitely never had any of the Mario games or any of that shit on the N64. It was just shovelware like this. Uh, mm -hmm. It was made by Midway Games. Developer was Sapphire. It looks like mainly got a six point. Yeah, we have about six out of ten on most. Uh, most. Um, uh, like magazines and shit like that. The companies went defunct in 2007. Trying to find some stuff. They made it looks like the a lot of shovelware. Holy! <laughs> I always joke that there's a Facebook page I, I strongly recommend called "Games of Divorce Kids" or something like that, and it's just all these budget titles that um, yeah. are parents that are like, "Oh, why would you spend sixty dollars on a game if you get this one over here for twenty dollars?" It's like, "Oh, because that one's Xena Warrior Princess and that one's Mario." And I'm, quite certain which one I would have liked more. <laughs> but, yeah. So, Biofreaks is none of those. They had guns. More of a dodging. I kind of recommend looking it up. It's a weird one. But, it, it felt like Mortal Kombat meets um, Smash Bros. I recognize the cover on this one, but it's another one I definitely didn't play. Yeah, I just like the, the character. Like, I was really into, at this time, um, um, Damn it, Todd McFarlane toys, and mm -hmm. they look like like some of the stuff he was making in toys. I gotcha. Uh, do you want to know what uh, freaks stand for? I don't think so. After seeing that cover, but go for it. So bio freaks stands for bio bi biological flying robotic enhancement armored <laughs> synthenoids. <laughs> Basically, it's a, it's in the future. It has a really cool intro too. In the future, the government's falling apart, and all these companies, I think, compete to take over the world mm -hmm. with the tournament of your best bio freaks. <laughs> so, yeah. Looks like Game Rankings has it at a 68%, so it's a little reviewed better than uh, Dark Rift. The best part mm -hmm. about these games, too, is they're incredibly, incredibly cheap. <laughs> so I guess the games are nostalgic more. Thanks, Mom and Dad, are still <laughs> Um, I'm on my number eight, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I think you said you played this. If not, you definitely should. The, uh, what was it? Probably 2000 and... Let me look it up. I should have put dates on here like you have. Oh, gosh. What if it's the same one as mine? <laughs> I'd be surprised, but you might have it. Um... It is 
Why is it not coming up here? There we go. Oh, I was one year off. 2005 um, Horror Shooter Fear for the 360 is what I played it on, but he was on everything current at that time. And again, reviewed very well at 8.8 .8 for critics and 8.3 for users. But, and it had, um, it ended up being a trilogy. There's two to follow. I think all of them are worth playing, but this game worked so well because it had amazing shooting mechanics at the time, but also combined horror almost perfectly. And uh, I think shooters have a really hard do time doing that because of pacing and because shooters are so chaotic and fast. So I feel like you don't see that very often, especially first-person shooters. And that's why I definitely recommend this one more than the other ones, even though I like the whole trilogy because they definitely go more into a shooter for the second two. The shooting mechanics um, and the gameplay is better in the next two, I can admit. But I just love the blend of horror and shooting in this one so much and something that like I said I don't see think you see um affected very enough or done very effectively very often so definitely fear for me the uh campaign I feel like was decently long too if I remember right like 12 hours for that time was a big deal and then the multiplayer was super fun I don't know if you ever played fear I can't remember Oh, yeah, I've played all of them. Oh, really? Yeah, great games. Did you ever play the multiplayer? I thought it was so much fun. Uh, I feel like I did, but I'm trying to think back. Andrew, my friend, good friend Andrew, that's like one of his favorite shooters. Oh, really? Um, I don't know if I did or not, man. If I did, it was like a couple games here and there, but nothing, nothing too crazy. I'm thinking I did, but then I'm trying to think it was like some private lobbies with the... Uh, oh. I mean, it's it was nothing groundbreaking, and as I say now, it probably wouldn't hold up, and now it's probably non-existent anyways. But even at the time, I don't think it did anything groundbreaking. I think the, like I said, the shooting mechanics were just so solid, and the gameplay was so much fun that it was cool to have, especially because that wasn't a time when there was a first-person shooter like every single week, and it was kind of more unique at the time, especially with the blend of horror, which is a... Something else I left off of Bioshock 2, actually, mm -hmm. is, which I know a lot of people hate on it and just haven't changed their minds now, is the multiplayer in Bioshock 2 I thought was fucking amazing. And it actually did do different stuff because you had the really sol solid uh, shooting mechanics of Bioshock 2, but then you had all the plasmids they could use, which completely changed shooters. And then you could turn the all the plasmids into traps and everything so you could set up traps around the levels and i was very confused why i got so much hate i get the bioshock one was very story focused and mm -hmm. like i went on and on that's like my favorite thing about it but i felt like it didn't take anything away from the story and i know they did it to try and get people to keep the game because that was a big deal at the time everybody's trading in games so companies are doing whatever they could to get people to keep them but it did not feel forced or like they took no time to make it. It was so well done. And I'm bummed that it was, um, I was going to say I was bummed that it didn't catch on more, but it was popular at the time. But like any shooter, unless it's like the top three, like Halo, Call of Duty, Battlefield, whatever, or the newer ones now, obviously, unless you're one of those, even if you're successful, you're successful for like a month or two and that's about your limit. Yeah, I could, I could definitely see that. 
Uh, no, those are great games, and some of my early introductions into horror games because I didn't I wasn't too such a huge fan of them. Oh, really? Yeah, I like I watch my I like watching my friends play that same kid I was talking about earlier, Teen Titans. Mm-hmm. He was crazy into the Resident Evil games, and I used to like uh, enjoy going over to his house <laughs> and playing them with him. Especially when Resident Evil 4 came out, and just watching him play. Uh huh. But there was something about where I just I couldn't get into him. But Fear was my favorite genre of FPS mixed with horror. And sometimes you'd be shooting for a long time, and in that mindset of a FPS, and then yeah, what was that girl's name Alma? She would just randomly come out and be like, "Oh shit, this is." Yeah, I was gonna say Alma, but it might be Alma. I can't remember either. Um. But did you know that there's a, I think last December it came out, was Bands of Fear. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos on this. It's called Treepang 2. It's on Steam. And so far it's just a demo, but it's fans trying to make a modern version of Fear. Hmm. But you can download the demo for free on Steam. I didn't, I might have to check that out. Yeah, man, I mean, it's free. Might as well just try it out. Yeah. But uh, it's really, really cool mechanics uh, they've added to it. And I don't know. It looks sick. Like, if they could, if this game actually comes out, because it's almost a year now. And I mean, they add stuff here and there, but um, it looks, God, it looks so great. The gore. <laughs> Oh, I wish I wish you could see some of the, the like gifts and stuff that come out of there. Uh, what they've made, and the fact that it's just fans of fear. No, that'd be cool because I think if you played it now, the horror would still hold up, and I think you could see why it was cool at the time. But I feel like it would seem kind of outdated and a little clunky now that you lose a lot of what was there when it first came out. So, we can move on to your number seven if you're ready. Yeah, man. Okay, my number seven. It is, uh, I feel like this game's on your list. That's why I was afraid you had the same number as me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brute Force. Oh, I actually don't have that on here, but I forgot about I knew I was going to do that where I, I forget about games, so now that definitely would be on here. Yeah, man. It was, uh, like I told you before, it's the first game I stayed up all night playing. Uh, let's see, it came out in 2003 on the original Xbox, and I think a big reason people bought it was because of the was it Halo 2 demo. Yeah. Um, and it was made by Digital Anvil, and uh, they're pretty famous. Chris Roberts, they made the, um, damn it, what is that? Like, I was like, oh, it's uh, something like a lot of stuff. Um. I can't remember. Uh, this is highly annoying. Wing Commander. I'm pretty sure this guy made Wing oh, Commander. Oh, okay. Um, go here and look real quick before I start talking out of my ass. But basically, you, you're a bounty hunter. It's a, it's a weird one. Definitely was a budget. I don't know. Would you say it's a B game? I know it's a first party game but it, it almost felt like a, an amazing B, B title yeah I can see that I think it was definitely AAA as far as them trying to push in production but yeah I think it turned out something a little less than that 
even though I love it. Yes, he was a designer, director, writer, programmer, tester, uh, or lead designer, producer, and programmer of Wing Commander. Besides Wing Commander, and he was the writer. Oh God, I love this game too. This might have been one I would have put on here. But do you remember? Uh, oh, this is not the game I was thinking of. <laughs> Never mind. But yeah, it looks like he's kind of dropped out though, man. From looking at his Wikipedia page, he's not done much. Really? And once you like cash in with the Wing Commander shit, though, I think you're pretty set. Mm -hmm. Where the hell you want? Yeah. But yeah, brute force. Uh, I think it has a rating of like, it looks like six, six out of tens. Looks like the highest one was IGN at eight point one, OXM, which you can't trust. And Team Xbox, which you also can't trust. Team Xbox gave it a ninety-six out of hundred. OXM gave it an eighty. Um, EGM gave it a, which EGM I think is probably one you can trust the most. I, from what I remember or what I know about them, they were pretty, uh, not, I hate, I don't want to say that to like punk rock, the, the outskirts of the industry, right? It was mm -hmm. like the cool edgy magazine. I thought that was Nintendo Power. <laughs> they gave, they gave it a six, uh, almost a seven out of ten. Um, I think its biggest issue was the hype. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I played it a year after it came out, and or did I? I can't remember now. It's been Jesus. That's that's mind blowing to think that shit is seventeen years ago now. And that's disgusting to think about. Actually, an infant at that time was an adult <laughs> now. Um, I, yeah. I told you my story about getting that game right because I got a day one. Yes, I think I do remember you. The is, it, is there any brute force left? That guy. Yeah, I was at Best Buy and I was so excited and got day one. This guy came sprinting in and I don't want to exaggerate, but definitely I was gonna say sweat, sweating everywhere, but he's definitely like out of breath and like pacing. Oh, God, you have brute force. Is that the last one? Is there any left? I was like, oh yeah, there's a shelf back there of them. Oh Jesus, thank you. And he went running back there. <laughs> Which then it was actually like a reason to pre-order. That's I pre-ordered it and it was valid that it might run out. It's not like now where it's just you're kind of guaranteed a copy of anything that comes out. Yeah. So it made sense. It's just funny, especially after what it turned into and such a like a inside joke about how bad it is now. Even though I love it, it's just majority of people hated it. And probably that guy included, especially with how excited he was. He's probably, what the fuck? Why do you have to run through the store almost crying for this dumbass game? Um, did you ever play the multiplayer? Um, it was just co-op, right? Not like, or uh, was it? Right. I was oh, going to ask you about that because I'm reading the Wikipedia page. I don't remember this at all. It says the non-co-op multiplayer feature consists of choosing one squad and playing different game modes against other players. Different squads are unlocked as you complete the campaign. Was it still AI? Um, no, it's just playing, uh, playing against other players. Huh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't even have Xbox Live at that time, so that's probably the reason. No, I didn't either. Yeah, that's where there's a whole other world, is it? I didn't get experience, and, uh, 
was probably very funny here people's reaction to going online for that game <laughs> yep so that is my number seven all right this is the first one that not even reviewed poorly but definitely worse than the other ones and i think this is probably one of the higher reviews but it wasn't on metacritic so i just pulled up um the first one i could and where is it i'm lying to you that is actually this one reviews even worse this works that's my number six i was looking at but my number seven is duke nukem forever for the xbox 360 ps3 and pc at the time which the uh Critics, uh, Metacritic was 5.4 and user was 5.8. So, not terrible, but definitely mediocre. And I think a lot of places gave it a lot worse than mediocre, if I remember right. I feel like there's a lot of twos and threes for that game. Which, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if I was making that up. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think it's another one. So it's just a. Uh... The hype. Yeah, the hype. Yeah, because I was going to say, if you just played that game and judge it for what it was, it was so much fun, and it's exactly what you would expect a modern time, a modern uh, Duke Nukem game at that time to be. But I feel like games have changed so much that people judged it and compared it, kind of like what people do with movies, put up like ridiculous action movies up against like Oscar movies and these are two different categories can't really judge them the same Duke Nukem shouldn't be judged the same obviously it should as far as like his mechanics and gameplay and everything but it's plot line and how ridiculous it is you can't really compare it to shit like Halo and massive games like that that are not even going for the same kind of thing and I think it was just I said exactly what you'd expect for something on Duke Nukem but that was a game that was in development for 10 years and there are people that it's just one of the biggest franchises in gaming at that point. So there's so much hype behind it. So I get it, but I think it was still unfair. And I think if you judge for what it was, you could really enjoy it. That's definitely, man. Um, I My biggest issue with that game is I try to play on the hardest difficulty. And mm -hmm. I'm not sure if like I grabbed the wrong weapons or... My game has a checkpoint in a really bad spot, but I'm stuck near the end of the game. And what from being this, like, oh, this is funny, and uh, it just pissed me off so bad that I stopped playing it. And I need to go back and load the difficulty and, and try the area again. But, uh, yeah, I, uh, it was, it was humorous, it was funny, and I think, I think you're right that you can't compare it to some of the crazy games that were coming out at the time. But I think, uh, I think I'm, let me check my list real quick, because there's a game on here that, yeah, yeah, I have it on here. Um, it was just in the development cycle for way too long, and people just thought it was going to come out and be the next, I don't know, Halo or something. Mm -hmm. All right, you want me to do my next one? I'm ready. All right, the next one, um, I discovered because of Barcades. I don't know how crazy I want to get into this and why I like it so much. But it is the Die Hard <laughs> arcade game. I don't think I've ever played it. Oh man, it's uh, you need to. <laughs> Make sure you play two players though, don't play single player. Okay. It's 
a pretty ridiculous candy <laughs> story. Some really funny characters in it. The main main guy is pretty uh pretty funny, and then the girl you're trying to rescue. It's really ridiculous. Definitely one of those Japanese games. <laughs> I think the voice acting is great. Um, I'm not a huge beat 'em up fan, but this is probably my favorite beat 'em up. Uh, it's of course two player. It's a co-op game. I strongly recommend if you can play the arcade version. Uh, I think there's only like one or two places here in Columbus that I've seen it at. I was gonna ask where'd you play yours? Uh, at uh, Old North Arcade. Oh, okay. Um, you can get it on the PS1 and Sega Saturn. And I hear I think the Saturn's the best version. But um, I don't know how much I want to spoil this because <laughs> you matter of fact, I'm gonna keep this whole portion out because I think it's what there's something that happens in it that makes it so great. Um I just just because you haven't played it, probably people listening haven't played it, mm-hmm. but the ending it was awkward, it was weird, and it had me feeling things I've never felt when playing a video game before. Like the the way Oh god, I, there's no way to describe it without absolutely spoiling it. Yeah. I, I know just, what you mean. Maybe even just watch like a walkthrough or something. Uh I don't know how else to, I, I don't know how else to describe it unless you're playing an arcade game with one of your friends. That's I think that's the best way to play it. If you can find the arcade version, go in there and play with one of your friends. Well we'll have to do that then as long as it's still there. Yeah, buddy, I'm down. It's it's great. Like I said, I eventually want to get on the Saturn. Yeah. Um, let's 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 go eventually over to price charting and see what that's going for. Jesus. Is it a short game, or are you just were able to play it for a long time? Oh, it's it's relatively short. I bet you'd be in oh. thirty minutes. Oh really? Okay. I, I think I can't remember now. But yeah. You said that's probably your favorite beat 'em up. You're not a big fan of beat 'em up. Some of uh, my favorites, I know. See if you played them and if you think this is better or if you like it more personally. Um, Castle Crashers, Scott Pilgrim, um, Ninja Turtles. You haven't played? No. Uh, what about no. Little Older Ninja Turtles or The Simpsons games? Yes, I've played both of those because of arcades. Oh, that's not how you um, played them. Yeah, I don't. Uh, Turtles one's okay. But I feel like there's so much going on. It gets a little too ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, those two, um, the later two I mentioned, were games I actually played in. Not real arcades, but like bowling alleys or whatever, side arcades, and played them when I was younger. So I feel like that's why I have more of an attachment to those two. I feel you. Um, so I looked it up. It's only available on the Sega Saturn. Uh, okay. How much do you think this is going for? Um, I don't look at this kind of stuff like you do, so I could be way off. But if I was guessing, just crazy guess, we'll say one sixty. Uh, one twenty. Oh, not terrible, terribly often. Um, so pre-COVID, and this is why Corona can suck it <laughs> because it caused shit to explode. Pre-COVID, so April, April of twenty twenty, mm-hmm. eighty-three dollars. Corona. Hundred and twenty dollars. <laughs> um, it's getting really fucking annoying. <laughs> pre 
yeah, it's one of those games. Uh, if I do see it, I'm, I'm definitely gonna snag it. But yeah, as far as you know, this is the only way to play it at home without having like a main. So, just oh, man, Jesus, I want to get this game. Um, but yeah, I just the ending man comes out of nowhere. And Fuck? Really? Yeah, I'm curious what to find time we can go. Um alright. So what's what's your number five? Um, it'd be six for me, right? Oh six, sorry. No, you're good. Just want to make sure I was on the right path. Um so my number six, where do we have it here? is South Park 64 which <laughs> this game isn't on Metacritic because it didn't get enough reviews or they just didn't add it but IGN had a 6.2 which is definitely on the higher end and even that is kind of like mediocre to good and people a lot of people have it on like their worst games of all time list I'm sure you've seen that which is so confusing to me because if you play it now, you can instantly tell what's wrong with it, and it seems outdated. But I think there's only a handful of 64 games that aren't like that. I don't think it's because it was a bad game. I think it's because 64 games, they're just learning 3D at that time, and almost, like I said, there's very select 64 games that hold up and seem good now, not even just like a product of its time kind of thing. It's just... I feel like at the it's not just like I said that at the time it was good. It's that if games didn't evolve like that, that it would still be good. It's just they're learning so much. I think it really was good at the time. Yeah, that was uh, I rented those ones, the uh, South Park games a lot. That was uh, one of our most played games, and it was definitely dumb stuff that helped us being kids, like being able to pee on the snowballs and they get more powerful. So it was definitely dumb shit that helped us and. I'm sure it swayed me a little. But like I said, I feel like people ju do judge too harshly and just look how bad it is now. Because I feel like if you look at even like the top games like GoldenEye, if you try and play that shit now, it's fucking terrible. Um, uh, Jesus. The Suck It Turkeys? Do you remember uh -huh. that? Oh, yeah. I was using my... Uh... I don't remember ever getting too far. I'm trying to think back now. I think I ever got too far in that game, but... Oh, really? I love South Park so much, man, that... Any any form of it was great. Yeah, that was, uh... Definitely one we beat far too many times. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright. My, uh... So, my number five? Yep. Um, mine's going to be, this is actually pretty highly regarded, but I feel like nobody played this. Mm -hmm. Uh, Star Wars Republic Commando. Oh, that was, uh, that was a weird one for me because I wanted to play it and I was, thought it looked fucking awesome, but for some, for some reason I never did. And I feel like that'd be another one of those things that you could play it now and you could see why it'd be cool, but it would not hold up. So I really hoping for like a, a modernized version of that because I feel like I missed yeah. out. Uh, basically it was like Halo meets Doom, but more like Doom, because it almost had like some horror elements to mm -hmm. it. 
Um, very dark theme. And uh, it's like a Delta squad. It's like an elite um, unit of clone troopers. Uh, so the annoying part about it is because you said you'd like a remaster of it. But mm -hmm. when Disney purchased Star Wars, uh, it was one of the things they threw out and is considered no, it's no longer considered canon. Oh, yeah. And I think, honestly, I think it's because it's so dark. Um, and I don't think we'd ever see anything like that, even even remotely. Mm -hmm. um, it had basically, like, high eights from a lot of the web, uh, websites. I think the lowest one I see is a 5 out of 10 by Edge Magazine. Okay. Um, but that one, the next one's EGM at, like... 7.3 mm -hmm. um, I know it's one of those games too that I know is going to be rare in the future I was so obsessed with this game too I purchased the soundtrack on, on CD I think it has one of the better soundtracks for a video game really? ever created yeah and they had an action figure line <coughs> of the Delta I think it's Delta yeah but it's relatively cheap it's like I think you could probably pick it up uh, $25 or less, I think. Pre-owned, so I definitely recommend it. Even I think you can even pick it up on Steam still. I don't know with what, what, what Disney's changed. But, yeah, I really like that game. Yeah, maybe I should even go back and play it now. I just, like I said, I feel like it's going to be one of those games that I could tell how cool it would be at the time, but better just lose so much playing it now. Also, if you ever find the soundtrack on CD, I'd probably kiss you and pay you a decent amount of money. Because <laughs> for some reason, I got rid of my copy or lost my copy. Mm -hmm. And I can't even find versions or copies of it on eBay. Oh, really? It, uh, it kind of pisses me off because it, it's like it doesn't exist. And But I know for a fact I had it and would play it in the cartoon. Uh -huh. My mom... That's how I knew I had good parents because I'm not really playing. Because you could listen to it. You just imagine like wearing that in the car. She'd be so annoyed. Um, God damn it, that soundtrack's so good. But yeah, so that's uh, my favorite. It's probably my favorite Star Wars game. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, it's got to be. Really? I'd have to. Oh, it's so good, man. I'd have to think about that. I know at the time, it was definitely. Uh... Pod racer, but I'm sure that if I was actually judging like critically, couldn't it be Pod Racer? <laughs> That's another game that I still haven't played the fucking remake remaster thing of, and I want to do that. Um, but my number five is Cameo, which is a uh, action adventure platformer. I feel like would be the best way to describe it. You never played Cameo, did you? The launch 360 game. Uh, no, I picture it though in my mind. It was me by Rare. It was uh, mm -hmm. one of like Tan Girl. Yeah, and I don't know that and Perfect Dark. I believe are Perfect Dark Zero are the first Rare games from Microsoft because I don't know if anything would came out, but those actually came out on the same day, November twenty second, with the release of the Xbox three hundred and sixty, which is a day before my birthday. Um, 
I remember at the time, I was like, what? I get all this day before my birthday? But um, <laughs> I think it is super underrated. It reviewed well at the uh, Metacritic is 7.9 and 8.0. So it reviewed well, but a lot of people looking back on it, trash it and act like it wasn't good, which I do. I think in a, even now with not being too old, it was only... Well, relative, 2005 is relatively not too old, but I think games have changed so much that the mechanics do seem a little weird and wonky. But I think if you're judging for when it came out, I thought it was fucking awesome. And I feel like everybody with Rare makes fun of Microsoft and Ivy and talks about this in a podcast about how they kind of just change Rare into a different studio and don't want to make Rare games anymore. But I feel like I ignore some games, and this is one of them. I feel like this is definitely feels like a rare game and has all the qualities of a, a rare game. And I think it's weird that everybody does overlook it, like I said, including myself sometimes, even with me loving it, because everybody does talk about how they just completely took rare away from, or Microsoft took rare away from itself. But then they ignore games I think are very much rare. And I was looking at the... Uh, Wikipedia, there's some crazy shit I did not know. Maybe you did. I know you love this kind of stuff. It says, Cameo is known for its prolonged development cycle, which spawned four Nintendo and Microsoft consoles. It was conceived as a Pokemon-style game of capturing and nurturing monsters, but traded its lighthearted Nintendo overtones for darker themes, more beveling of Xbox audiences. This is so ridiculous. When Microsoft acquired the developer, um, then it goes on top about how they changed into more of an elfish game and what they did with it. But um, I think it's weird that that's considered a darker game. I guess for Rare it is, but if you look at that game, it's not dark at all. Um, <laughs> it was super child. Like, yeah. I'm a fan. But definitely quicker game a kid could easily play. Oh, yeah. I mean, I was really, what, 15 at that time, and I beat it and got almost all the achievements in it and but uh the cool thing was every time you took over you started out as that girl but then you could um kind of funny i never thought about kind of pre-mario odyssey you would morph into these different creatures and they have their abilities and be able to do everything they can and steal all their elements and so kind of like every time you took a different character it kind of changed the genre of the game even though it's still an action platformer and those are one, that's one of my favorite genres and definitely my favorite genre as a kid is an action platformer. And like I said, I feel like that's something that's missing for the most part now. So it's kind of cool, but sad working back on that. Yeah, now this is starting to come back. I remember that mechanic of switching between people. Yeah, it was so much fun. Um, yeah, I, I got my 360 pretty late. <laughs> Um, after it came out, but I remember I had the, one of my friends had, his parents had drove like 45 minutes an hour away mm-hmm. and had, they had a Best Buy there and they had these like little brochures they gave out about the 360. Oh yeah. I remember those. But I bought it off of him with my lunch money. It's just so I could stare at and read over and over uh-huh. about all these games. <laughs> um, the launch titles. 
Yeah, I know me and my brother saved up to get a 360 as a first system we bought and got it on day one. And I know we got Cameo and Perfect Dark Zero. I can't remember if we got anything else, but that was a... Uh, Perfect Dark Zero was fun for what it was, but it was not that great. But Cameo was amazing. Oh, I also got would have been Madden 06. And I don't know if it's known to be one of the worst ones, but for me, that's the worst Madden I've ever played because they ported it from the Xbox. And the Xbox version was um, really good. The mechanics were like best they've been in Madden's history at that point. Mm-hmm. And this trailer for Madden 06 on 360 fucking sold you. The graphics were like next gen as can be. And even <laughs> even getting the game, the graphics almost lived up to that point, which is crazy because that stuff, you know, that stuff never does. But I think the reason they were able to get it so high up, because I think it probably looks better than probably the next five years of Madden, which is uh, saying something because that's five years later and Madden keeps looking worse. But I think the reason they did is because it went so all in on the visuals that they didn't even fucking bother with the mechanics because the mechanics couldn't even match the Xbox version. So I think they just poured all their resources in and be like, oh shit, we can make this game look crazy and everybody's going to buy it, which it worked. But then I was just really depressed. <laughs> That's great. Um, do you want me to go over the, the launch titles? Yeah, you can do that. I, uh, I've been wanting to make a YouTube video on this for a while. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going going back and buying a lot of them and going through them, just because of my obsession with that little uh, brochure. <laughs> but uh, it's Amp Three. Mm-hmm. Uh, the my favorite launch title was Call of Duty Two. Mm-hmm. Um, Condemned Criminal Origins, which probably is like, God, that's super high on uh, people's people's like some of the greatest games uh, of horror games. Uh, FIFA Soccer 06, Gun, uh, Cameo, Elements of Power, uh, Madden NFL 06, Casey's Favorite, NBA 2K6, NBA Live 06, Jesus, how many needs of those? Uh, Need for Speed Most Wanted, NHL 2K6, Perfect Dark Zero, Peter Jackson's King Kong, Project Gotham Racing 3, Quake 4, Ridge Racer 6, Tiger Woods PGA Tour 06, and Tony Hawk's American Wasteland. The ones that I would have definitely would have wanted day one was Call of Duty 2 and Peter Jackson's King Kong. <laughs> those are the two I really was just like, those are the ones I want. So after you read it off, I started putting more of my memory together. So when we bought it, we bought Perfect Dark Zero day one. Uh-huh. And then we, uh, my brother bought Condemned and Need for Speed, so we had those. Cameo, I actually got for Christmas, because I, I remember that now that you say that, because I got Perfect Dark, because I love Rare, because they were from Nintendo, and I was like, oh, Perfect Dark, I used to love the old Perfect Dark, and I got it, and I was like, this is fun, but not what it should be, so now I was bummed I didn't get Cameo, so I get that for Christmas, and I know gotcha. right around launch, we obviously wanted to play everything we could, especially because it's not like now, where there's just infinite games. And that's why it was so cool when the launch happened, because it seemed like the next generation game, not just more gaming nonsense. But um, so we also went on a running spree. We rented um, Gun, Call of Duty. Um, what else? There's two other ones you said that we rented, but I can't remember what they are now. Um, sports games 
Amps maybe? Amp 3? No. Uh, Quake 4? Quake was one, yeah. Uh, oh, King Kong. You just said it. That was King the other Kong. one. Yeah, because we fucking fell in love with achievements immediately, and that was one of those games that you could beat and get a thousand points in. And the, <laughs> yeah. and the story is actually cool. It seemed well done, so... Yeah, that's another like a survival horror game that uh, shouldn't have been a survival horror game. That people yeah, played. yeah, I'm glad I didn't buy because after that, there was fucking nothing to do with it, and there wasn't like achievement racing because it was just done with it at that point. But it was definitely fun to play. And then yeah, I got Madden as uh, with cameo for Christmas, so I was super excited. But one of them let me down brutally. Damn. Uh, I know, like my runner-ups was of course uh, uh Definitely gun. Trying to man, this is a lot of raking in my mind, boy. But yeah, gun, and probably Need for Speed. Just because, man, those games are so good. Um, the any of those arcadey racers I, I played. Yeah. I can't remember if it was Need for Speed or Ridge Racers. Ridge Racer Six. Ridge Racer. You, had, you know what's crazy? It might even be PGR three. I don't know. One of the one of the card games on there. This is the, these are just stare at the pictures in the brochure. The, oh, the there's. Screen, screen you're the reason they get all car porny at E three then. <laughs> but uh, that's crazy thing, man. That thing launched with. Let's see. One. Two. Three. Four, five, six, seven, like seven or eight sports games. It launched with three racing games, car racing games. Wow, that is, see, this this lineup, man. I, I need to make that YouTube video. Because this is just, there's some some really good games here like i'm not even really seeing much here that besides the couple that you've mentioned um i can't remember if american wasteland is highly regarded i don't think it is i know we liked it but i think that's when people started uh jumping off tony hawk yeah i think you're right but yeah man i need to god it makes me like <coughs> that's another thing i can never find on ebay is one of those brochures yeah I would definitely be, be fine spending 15 bucks on one of those brochures. I'd love to have it again. Yeah. All right. Sorry. Go ahead. Which, uh, is it me next? Yeah, you're number four. Oh, shit. Okay. This is a, a game that um, I made you play. Uh, Warhammer 40K Space Marine. Yeah, it's a good one. Yeah, especially because it's like um, it's a Sega game. I don't know how to describe it. Uh, it's kind of upsetting because Warhammer is a pretty serious universe. And this game's kind of more humorous. Oh, definitely, yeah. Um, but it's like Gears of War light. I don't know how else to explain it. Mm -hmm. Just chopping down endless hordes of orcs. Um, let's see. It came out in 2011. Reviews are like a 7 out of 10. Almost across the board. 7 out of 10 from everybody. And of course, there's uh, Publishers THQ, RIP. Um, I think this actually was something THQ was working on, but then Sega 
released after THQ went out of business, I believe. I can't remember. I'd have to look at that. This could be one of the last THQ games. Let's see. <coughs> um, damn, I wish that there's a list of THQ games. But yeah, it's got to be pretty, pretty close to the end, if not the end. Oops. Um, I don't know. How would you describe it? I just, it's like Gears of War, like, like the dialogue. yeah. No, it's it's a a fair summary. Let's see. We don't want THQ Nordic. Let's see, what do you think the last THQ game was? Oh God, I have no idea. Man, speaking of THQ, I grew up on THQ games. <laughs> fucking budget titles. Played a little too much of them. The last THQ. Are you kidding me? It's not that exciting. Just Jeopardy. Um, That's pretty funny, though. Their last um, game was Jeopardy, and they were in Jeopardy. Um, not to keep exposing all my ideas for videos here, but my lazy ass is never going to make them. Um, I would like to go in depth on UDraw. People say that's why. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. That'd be kind of cool to go back on that. Cause I invested way too much money in that shit. Um. But yeah, THQ, man, Jesus, every game is, like, movie-related. Um, yep, so that is my number four. Warhammer 40k Space Marines. All right, my number four reviewed extremely well. 9.0 by critics and 8.0 by users. But I feel like not just that it's unappreciated, I feel like it's completely overlooked. Because it's Donkey Kong 64, and I feel like it's completely overlooked because Mario 64. And I know it's going to be criminal to pretty much anybody that might hear this, but I think Donkey Kong 64 is infinitely better than Mario 64. And it, I think it's just so much fucking fun. It came out in 1999, and it was developed by Rare and published by Nintendo, obviously, because they owned Rare. And, uh, this, of course, you need the expansion pack for, and that's when uh, they created the expansion pack was with Donkey Kong 64. The little weird red and black thing you had to open up your 64 and put in. Looks kind of funny. We're talking about how systems are kind of just evolving without coming out now, or like uh, without new ones coming out, but Nintendo was doing it on a 64. Um, but I don't know. There's just something so fucking special about Donkey Kong 64, and... I was only nine when I played it, so the worst part is I never actually beat it, but I played it so much, and I had to be right at the end. Like, I did almost everything, but I never actually finished it, which makes me sad, because obviously that file is long gone, and like I said, even something that high quality and reviewed that well, I think would probably be almost unplayable right now. That's why I think it's weird how harsh people judge games like South Park, because even though it might have been more low budget, I think even the highest games majority of them don't hold up now yeah i know mario 64 does which is weird because like i said it is very similar to donkey kong and you know i think donkey kong is better i think mario does hold up for some odd reason maybe it just gets more so much more simplified donkey kong had so much going on in it but uh i don't know it's a i 64 and 360 are my two favorite consoles of all time so that's why there's so much similarity here
<laughs> I can feel you on that. This is, that's definitely one I spent a lot of time on, besides yeah. PS2. Uh, you want me to go to my next one? Yep, number three. Number three, speaking of PS2, um, Warhammer 40k Fire <laughs> Warrior. This uh, came out in, gosh, uh, 2003. October 2003, so I was 11 years old. This is my first introduction to Warhammer 40k. So that's probably why I like it so much. Um, it's about, I think at the time it was a pretty new race. It's one of the first, first in a long time, a new race being added to Warhammer 40k. And I know people weren't a huge fan of the race because the purpose of 40k, I'm guessing, is that nobody's good. Mm-hmm. And it's based around the, I think it's pronounced Tau. And they're almost good i guess and i don't think people like that but um i never understood the hate the game got but i realized the most of the hate was for the pc version and that that looks like the pc version is like a five or a six whereas the ps2 version was right around a seven or an eight and the ps2 version is received this is from Wikipedia. The PS2 version was actually better received by critics and fans all around. So I don't know if it's just a better build or what. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. It was just my introduction to 40K. And I think it has one of the coolest arts uh, cover-wise. I don't know if you do remember what it looks like or you ever seen it. Probably have seen it because I know the series, but I don't know yeah. if I... Yeah, if you guys are are listening to this, go to Google Images and just type in Warhammer 40K Fire Warrior PS2. It has one of the most metal covers ever, which is why I I grabbed this game. Um, It's definitely very, like, Halo. Halo Halo-esque mission. Um, Basically, you're rescuing your leader from a prison and your boarding ships, and um, you're fighting against against the um the empire or the oh gosh well, i forget what that the main the um main group in forehead jesus i'm getting too tired um uh, jesus what is it called the, the, the imperium of man oh uh, yeah so, um you're fighting against them imperium of man is definitely my favorite now but because of this game, I like the Tau a lot. And, um, this is also published by THQ and made by Kuju. Um, Kuju Entertainment, I think they call it, or just Kuju. And they're actually still around. And it, Eidos, um, Square Enix Limited, looks like they own them now. I don't know what the hell they're working on now. Just a lot of shit. Uh, it looks like they did the 2016 Ultimate Alliance. Worked on, oh god, they worked on a Guitar Hero Live. And just not not too much after that. Oh gosh, they also made this great game. Um, I don't remember this, Reign of Fire. Oh yeah. Based on the movie. Mm-hmm. I probably would have added that. Um, if I would have thought of that, that's one I would have... I love that movie. And definitely played the game. 
Um, looks at the Geometry War Galaxies. Like, I'm just trying to pull stuff here that looks familiar. Oh, they did, uh, did they work on House of the Dead Overkill, or did they actually make that? I hate how Wikipedia doesn't really specify too much. They're kind of like, hey, they worked on this game, so we're going to add it to their list of stuff. But yeah, man, I don't know. Uh, I'm sure the game looks like complete ass. <laughs> I did see that that it got re-released on PC, on GOG. And I'm hoping with the re-release they fix some of those issues people complained about. Um, I'm sure... Gosh, I'm afraid to look this up because I do not own this game. Um, I'm really concerned what price charting has it at. Okay, PS2, that's not too bad. Uh, looks like it's like 10, 10 to 15 bucks. Oh, yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, I definitely like to get that. Man, but that just that, that cover alone is the reason I grabbed it off the store shelf. Yeah, I looked it up. The cover looked really cool. I don't remember ever actually seeing that, though. Oh, man, <clears throat> so awesome. Staying on those Imperium of Man skulls. Yeah. Tank burning in the background. Um, just so awesome. The fire warrior at the... The metal flames all around it. Yeah. Um, which honestly, it'd be kind of cool, interesting to go back and look. Was this like the first Halo clone that came out on a Sony console? Might be if it's that old. Because this would be pre Killzone. I was about to ask, Killzone is one thing I could think of. All right, man. You can go to your next one. My next one, my number three, is Mod Nation Racers for PS3. Reviewed at 8.2 on Critic and 8.4 for User. So another well-reviewed one, but one that I feel like got abandoned almost immediately and completely overlooked from the beginning. Because if you're not Mario Kart and you're a kart racer, you're already pretty much done for. Which is a shame, even myself owning this game, I didn't play it enough, and I wish I would have done it like more people over and stuff, because I feel like we would have gotten so into it, and I feel like even now we still could. I, the graphics wouldn't be as good, but I think everything else would still hold up and would be so much fun to play a different kart racer. But uh, the thing that made it so different than Mario Kart is that this, uh, they started after they did a little big plan. I don't know if you remember at E3, they started a whole initiative where they're going to make a whole series of um, play, create, and share games. And this was the next one in line with Little Big Planet. So it was a kart racer with super solid mechanics, like right up there with Mario Kart, which is usually unmatched for the most part. And then combined it with a crazy, crazy creation tool that was so well done. Again, um, I'm not the best creator, even... With me, I could make some simple tracks that were pretty fun. But the shit you could find that people made, which all of it was free because those user created, which was a lot more rare at that time because what well, this come out? Probably like 2007? That's a guess. Let's see. So, Mod Nation, Mod Nation Racers on PS3, uh, 2010. So, later than I thought, but still, there wasn't... Unless you're on PC, there wasn't a lot of that going on. And you could find literally anything. 
like uh, anything that was licensed, like if you want a Marvel track or a knockoff Mario Kart track or whatever. But then there is all kinds of crazy, unique ones that people created that weren't based off of things. And then it was uh, it's crazy thing about skins and stuff in games now because people make literally just endless skins of that looked identical to any character you wanted, and you could just download them for free. And I'll go ahead. No, I was just saying that's crazy. Yeah, and it sucks because I feel as a play, create, share thing was such a cool idea, and if somebody was stuck with it, like I said, everything kind of moved in that direction. So I feel like they jumped off that ship a little too fast. I know they I feel like they did one other game that followed that formula besides like little big planet sequels and whatnot. Can't remember what it was, but I feel like they were stuck with that. They could have had a fucking huge idea on their hand with what games turned into. Yeah, you know something sounds familiar. That third game. You're talking about Media Molecule, right? Um, they made a little big planet, but they didn't make Mod Nation Racers. It was, uh, Sony just, that was like an overall Sony thing that they were doing. Oh, okay. You might be thinking of, uh, Tearaway if you're trying to think of. Yeah, I think that's where I was going. That's another great underrated game. I could even have that on here. It used every Vita feature. So unique and so cool. I wonder how it plays on the PS4, that re-release. I was wondering, because I heard they adapted to it, so like, because it literally took advantage of every feature on the Vita, which is something uh, almost no game did, but like you could put your finger on the uh, touchpad in the back and your finger looked like poking through the screen, or like there's a sun that's always following you around in the level and your face will be in it because of the camera on the front. I heard they adapted to the controller so you could touch the touchpad in the PS4 controller, but seems a lot less intuitive and that's what it just works so well and felt so natural on the Vita and use that stuff so gimmicky that it takes you out of it and doesn't pull you into the game more but that definitely did but yeah I was curious about the PS4 version yeah I know it wasn't reviewed that well yeah I'm trying to think I don't remember exactly like numbers were you thinking of maybe iPads or PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale no definitely not PlayStation All-Stars because they didn't have any of the creator share stuff. I don't think his iPad was possible. Oh, here's one on this list too that I kind of want to, I've always wanted to check out. It's Fat Princess. Oh, that game was fucking awesome. I don't know how it works now, if there's even a way to play it, if you can play with AI, but yeah, that game was so cool. I think you would love it especially. If there's a way to play it, I'd still even play it with you and do AI or whatever. Yeah, man. That oh, looks cool. Um, yeah, just if you want to go your next one, you're welcome to. Uh, this is the one I was referring to earlier about long development cycle. Um, I remember even before it came out, like, freaking out. Like, oh, my God, this game's been, you know, um, development for 10 years uh, is uh, too, too human. Oh, yeah. I definitely thought it was going to be huge, but I really enjoyed it. Um, it came out in 2008, so that means it was in development since 98. Uh, made by Silicon Knights. They are now defunct, but um, they made such um, um, 
Nothing too crazy I'm seeing here besides Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain. Uh, I guess the only things that really stick out to me for this, I feel kind of bad because I feel like they've made some really good ones. Um, Eternal Darkness yes. on the GameCube, which I recently just purchased. Mm -hmm. I started playing that and it just immediately pulled me in. Really? And I want to go back and finish it because I was really enjoying it. Uh, and then the Twin Snakes on the GameCube. But yeah, man, Too Human, it just it never, never did anything. And I know they were planning a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wikipedia has, they had a Silent Hill game they were working on. Uh, Too Human 2, Too Human 3, Eternal Darkness 2. Uh, and then just like a handful of um, some other random games. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find some like prolific things. In 2007, they sued Epic Games for failure to provide a working game engine. Uh, caused them to experience considerable losses. The suit alleged Epic Games was sabotaging Unreal Engine 3 licensees. Um... I forgot exactly why they went out. Just like um, the old game code drive for Unreal Engine 3. Do you, do you know how? Well, I was going to say one thing. Um, do you think you could fill this for a minute? I just realized my phone's going to die. I want to grab a charger, make sure, and then I can come back and continue the oh, yeah, two human talk. All right. Let's do it. I'll be right back. Okay. Uh, looks like. I'm trying to figure out here why they would be suing. Epic Games. Uh, Epic Games defeated Silicon Knights. Ooh, and won a countersuit for four point four, four five million, on the grounds of copyright infringement, misappropriation of trade secrets, and breach of contract. Uh, what about copyrighted codes and stuff, man? This is. As a result, on November seven, two thousand twelve, Silicon Knights was directed by the court to destroy all game code. Derived from Unreal Engine 3. All information from licensees restricted to areas of Epic's Unreal Engine documentation website. Oh, and then it says Epic Games had to have some way to look at all of their servers. This is dirty, man. This would be another good YouTube video here. Uh, the studio is instructed to recall and destroy all unsold retails. Oh, man. I didn't know this. In addition, the studio is in instructed to recall and destroy all unsold retail copies of games I'm back. built with Unreal Engine 3 codes. Dude, listen to this crazy shit. So they lost to Epic mm -hmm. in this lawsuit and had to pay Epic $4.5 million, give Epic access to their servers to make sure that they had none of their code on there, and then they were instructed to recall all... <coughs> games and destroy them uh, that included the Unreal Engine 3 code, including Two Human, X-Men Destiny, The Sandman, The Box, Ritualist, and Siren, The Maelstrom. Yeah, I was going to uh, say... A lot of three titles were never released. I was going to say, I didn't know exactly what happened with them. I knew there was legal issues with Epic. I know I've looked into myself, so I don't know if it's people just hating on him or... They have personal issues with them, but I know a lot of the games media say the creator, uh, Dennis Dyack, went crazy 
and they said he's always super nice, and they just went fucking nuts. So I don't know how much of that is true, but because I haven't looked into myself. And then, yeah, I know they had a shitload of stuff planned. Like you said, they initially announced two humans a trilogy, so I'm sure having that much, and not they had all that in production, but well, probably the second one and other games they're working on. I'm sure they had a lot of money pouring into the shit already. Yeah, man. He, uh, I just looked him up. He was the directed Blood Omen, Legacy of Cain, and Eternal Darkness. Man, that is crazy. This probably means that's, I'm glad I bought Eternal Darkness. I'm sure that will never get re released. Yeah. I wonder what engine they used on that. Man. That's wild. This makes some, I'm sure there's a thousand YouTube videos on this already, though. Oh, I bet there is, but yeah, it'd be cool to have a different perspective. Wow, this is, he said in 2006, absolute yes to a possible sequel to Eternal Darkness. Um, so in December 2012, Nintendo extended their ownership of Eternal Darkness trademark for the fifth time, indicating the company still has interest in the property. Any chances for a sequel under Silicon Knights was terminated on May 9, 2013 after Silicon Knights offered bankruptcy, closed its office, and sold its office equipment. Um, in the summer of 2020, after years of neglect and no word of any plans for future installments, the game's trademark was declared abandoned by the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office. However, it appears Nintendo has renewed the game's trademark as of July 31st, 2020. With mention of video game cartridges different from previous trademarks. So, cartridges makes me think Switch. Yeah. So maybe this will get re-released on Switch. Or they could throw a curveball and do another 3DS game. <laughs> All right, buddy. Um, but yeah, Two Human, it was a crazy Norse sci-fi story. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And it was one of those games that I bought day one and didn't quite understand the hate it was getting. And I really liked it. That was a, a game that I played a demo on and really enjoyed, and that was another thing at that time, is that demos were a lot more common in games, but there wasn't nearly as many games coming out, so anytime there's a demo, you're just like, oh shit, I gotta play that, so everybody's always playing the same stuff, which was cool, but yeah, I remember really liking it, but I never got the full game. I did uh, buy it recently, I don't even know if the server is still up, so I'd be down to play if you want sometimes, because I know that was always a, more of a co-op focused game. Definitely. I can't believe they, they recalled copies though. Surprised they didn't like cause the game to shoot up in value. Yeah, I think it's. I don't even know much about that, but I think that's a uh, not a very valued game, right? No, yeah, it looks like Price Train's got it five bucks complete. So I thought, yeah. Because I feel like even without me being like that, I was like, oh shit, I should buy one, keep it sealed, because I saw them all over the place. But no, oh, this seems pretty common. Yeah. Um, sure recall as many, especially they filed bankruptcy so quick. Yeah, there was nobody to even be recalling them. All right, should I get my number two? Let's do it, buddy. So, obviously, I have two left. Um, 
you might be surprised or not be able to guess one anymore. I'd be surprised. But I think one you could definitely guess if you think. Do you want to try and guess one of them? And it's just based on the fact that it wasn't like that popular. Um, based off of those very underappreciated, and also that I talked about it a lot because of that. I mentioned it quite a few times on a podcast as well, but even with just us talking personally. Overlord. No, I did like that game, but that was a. I always have issues with games like that and Pikmin. I love them, but when they get. When you have too many and you have starting to crowd control and everything, I fucking suck at them, so I never finish any of those games, even though I enjoy them. Yeah. Well, um, I can tell you if you don't want Mentioned it on the podcast before. I think it's actually, I know you're not going to go think back or click or anything, but I think it's where I got the idea of doing this list because I was talking about a certain game. And then we were like, we could you do this. Think? No, that, uh, I did think about putting it on here, but like I said, I do feel like People talk so highly of it, even though I do think not enough people play it. I feel like that's kind of makes sense for the kind of game it is. Man of Madon? No. Damn, man. What what console? Um, 360 is what I played it on. And it only oh, came... Oh, duh. I know this. Uh, oh, God. Don't tell me, okay? Okay. Because it's got a it's got a board it's got a tabletop game that's named after it too. Mm-hmm. Well, it was before the game. Yeah. But, um. Uh, damn it! I pictured the elves flying around the ridiculous <laughs> wingsuits with the little uh not wingsuits but uh gliders. Quite yeah. Um. Oh man! Just go ahead and tell me because I know the game. Oh. I just can't think of the, the title. Shadow Run. Shadow Run. Thank you. And as uh. Critic review of 6.6, user of 7.5, so actually a pretty big differential there on the user score. Um, and like I said, this is where I came up with this idea, not that it's unique or anything, but just for us to do it, um, and where I realized I had to make clear that most of mine were going to be underappreciated, not underrated. And Shadow Runs, again, it made me realize that in general, because I told you how. I always just get so pissed on it. Like, it's so underrated. And everybody would point out how like IGN gave it a 7 or something. And if you paid attention to their review, how they talked about how little content there was, about how there was no campaign, which was very rare at the time, which is funny now because that's rare if it, you have a campaign. But um, so all the reviews were perfectly fair. I feel like I just didn't know how to describe things because I was just so pissed because I enjoyed it. I was like, well, I guess, yeah, if you're judging it for, like, breaking down and being critical to a game, these reviews are completely fair, but I feel like also people are missing out on a fucking fantastic game. But, uh, it was, like I said, no campaign, even though I think a campaign in this world would be fucking awesome, but it was like, uh, a, probably, I would say, like, a steampunk is probably the best way to describe it, steampunk world with fantasy mixed in so you had like elves and dwarves and trolls and as a first person shooter and it was on 360 and windows vista is the first cross-platform game for um those two working together and they showed it off at e3 and i was just fucking immediately hooked and i loved it so much yeah that's uh i had a friend that was way too obsessed with the game <laughs> 
never really got it, man. I know even after, right after, right around the time I first met you, you even went back and we played it again on the 360. Um, it's just kind of crazy to think the servers were still up then. Yeah, they still are even now, and you can still find games. Nah, no, Vista, that shut down a long time ago, but 360 is still up. Oh, man, the fact that they have never thought about doing something with that. And I remember a few years ago, it was like... Uh, they announced it, and uh, I think we were watching the press conference together, and then we quickly discovered it was the older version. Yeah. Kind of role, more of a role-playing game. Which is funny, because like I said, everybody got pissed at the first-person shooter because they knew it was that, so it's kind of uh, like a full-circle right, thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, what the yeah. fuck? This isn't Shadowrun. Everybody, no, it's just Shadowrun. Yep. Um. All right, so that takes your number one, right? Number one. Uh, besides having N64 in the late 90s, I also had a PC. And I spent probably way more time on the PC than I did um, the N64. And mainly, too, because my dad was buying games a lot for for a PC for him to play as well and I would uh, play it like uh, I think we've talked about before me playing House of the Dead on my PC and mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff but one of my favorite games on my PC was um, a game called Slave Zero have you ever heard of that? <laughs> it uh, came out in 99 and I played it God, just a little too much, and not. It was the same way of playing the original GTAs on the PC. Mm -hmm. I never did what you're supposed to do in the game. I just went around killing yeah. people. Um, you were a massive robot in this like futuristic city, and you could stomp on people. Um, basically, it was like Godzilla, but you're a robot. Um, and man, for a game that. I don't know. One of those, like, some of the first game I ever got obsessed with was this one. And the looking at some of these reviews, it's like a 4.3. IGN gave it a 3.2. Um, my first, like, knowledge of this is a bad game was um, Lazy Game Reviews. I uh, went back and played it. I was like, oh, for nostalgia purposes, I'll watch this. And he absolutely shit all over it. That's when I first realized this game uh -huh. was not regarded uh, too highly. But it's also on the Dreamcast, which is probably maybe one of the better ways to play it. It looks like it got re-released on GOG.com. GOG.com is doing the Lord's work with some of these games. Because there is no dumbass reason for this game to be back besides some of the idiots. Because, God, man, how old would I have been when I played this? What came out in November '99? So I'd have been six, seven. Oh man, I remember the little screams too when you run out, walk all over them, stomp blow up their cars and shit. Uh, yeah, man, I maybe go watch some videos on this. Okay. Uh, there's some really good, a lot of YouTube videos on it, and the fact that it's available on GOG, and they brought it over to Steam. Oh, it's still so mind blowing. Why would someone want to preserve this? But, 
<laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's my number one. Okay, yeah, I'll have to look that up. I never heard of mainly, it. Yeah, mainly, mainly one of the reasons it's kind of my number one was like, holy fuck, this game was not. I don't know. It was, and I, I don't know how old that. Let's look how old that uh, video is. It was kind of like life changing. Like people didn't like that game. But then I remember, man, I was a fucking idiot. I was like mm -hmm. six or seven, so anything was cool to me. Um, oh, I definitely had that happen. I remember as a kid, I played Mega Man 64, like, nonstop. Uh -huh. Now, this game is fucking amazing. They made Mega Man modern in 3D, and then I figured out people, oh, this game is unplayable and should not have came out. And I was oh, I had a lot of fun with it, but then I thought back, and was, even as a kid, I was like, yeah, I fucking, I did just wander around and kind of do nothing. And that's probably because there wasn't anything to do because I didn't design the game right. <laughs> Dude, that's, uh, that's exactly what Slave Zero was for me, too. But it's funny, Slave Zero and the first two original uh, GTAs, like I consider them to be, like, right on par and... The GTA is considered a masterpiece, where Slave Zero is considered mm -hmm. like absolute shit. Yeah, but you're exactly right. I just fucking wander <laughs> around and, um, yeah. But it's a little game. If you look up the cover, you might remember the cover. I got something for guys taking a knee with flames. If you look at the cover, it's kind of similar to Fire Warrior. Yeah, no, I don't recognize that either. Yeah, it's one of those games, man. I just spent way too fucking much of time on. No, I hear you. I consider picking for the Dreamcast. It's only uh, 13 bucks, 14 bucks complete. Yeah, that's not bad. Looks like it's actually gone down during Corona. Look at that twist. All right, man. What's your number one? So, you think I could guess it? I didn't think so, and I thought you'd go, "Oh, okay," but uh, you actually fucking referenced it during this podcast. Oh, did I? Uh huh. So that's definitely a clue. But I know we talked about a lot of games. So now you might just overthink it. <laughs> Probably. Was it the one I said like, "Oh, if I remember this, I'd put it down"? No. Um. What game was I talking about? Um, you were talking about Shadowrun. I think. Really? Now I might make now. See, now I'm overthinking it. <laughs> oh, you're good, man. Go ahead, tell me. Oh, wait. No, I know what you're talking about. Um, oh, okay. You're talking about Mod Nation Racers. Oh, shit. So I mentioned it. Oh, the camera. I cam? Or no, uh, fucking... Uh, uh, Smash Bros. PlayStation knockoff. Exactly. PlayStation All-Star yeah. Battle Royale. <laughs> released November 20th, 2012. They just love putting out everything I love right before my birthdays. It's great. Um, which This was one of the first cross-buy games. So you got on PS4 and Vita, and both versions were great. And I fucking love this game. It reviewed another one that reviewed well at 7.4 critics, 7.3 for users. And I feel like this fell into the Mario Kart trap as well, that 
it was clearly a knockoff of Smash Bros. And a lot of PlayStation fans tried to argue that, but it fucking, there's no question it was. But I always thought it was weird that they tried to make it like it wasn't because I don't think the developer or publisher tried to hide that. And I feel like it makes complete sense to try and be a competitor of Smash Bros. Because almost nothing does. No, almost nothing tries to compete with it. Even fighting games like Mortal Kombat, Killer Instinct, and the ones we mentioned are not trying to fight with or battle with Smash Bros. It's kind of like a different category almost. So that would make complete sense for somebody to try and go after that. And then, even though it was clearly a ripoff, I thought they'd add an interesting twist of their own to make it different. Like instead of having, uh, well, I don't think there was a, a Smash Ball at this time, but even if there was... They did a different thing where they had a tiered system, so you could use their, I think they call it ultimate, but it was like a final attack. But the cool thing was you could use that at level one, two, or three, so it's kind of like a strategic thing where you could save it up, and if you saved it all the way to three, then you're like getting these crazy-ass animations with like automatic kills everywhere. Or if you were good enough, you could use a one, and if you knew how to do it right, you could get a kill like every time, or you could build it up to a two. So I thought they did stuff to make it their own. And then also, Sony doesn't have nearly as many mascots to pull from like Nintendo does, which I think hurt them. But then they also did the, I think, a cool thing of trying to get well-known characters from other games, which everybody made fun of. But I thought it was a cool idea since they obviously had less characters to work with. But I just thought the gameplay was so solid, and I feel like there's never going to be another... Um, all-Star game. I hope there is, especially because Sony has more mascots to pull from now, obviously, just by default from being around longer. But uh, it was so cool, and this is another one, even more so, like Mod Nation Racers, that I say this, but then even to myself, I never really kind of presented it as a game when everybody's over. We had a few times where we all played it, and every time everybody thought it was fun, but I just never made it a game that was always on when people were over, which this is another game I think would still work completely with uh, if we played it today. Oh, yeah, most definitely. Like I said, I have it on the PS3 and on the Vita, so i definitely down for that. Yeah, I feel like now you said that. I think I said PS4 and Vita crossed by, but it was also PS3. I think I said PS4 the time. Um, no, we should definitely do that. I, I think it's a perfect party game. And I think it's actually, it's kind of like Street Fighter in the way, I'm not a Street Fighter guy, but Street Fighter in the way that I think Smash Bros. does this, but I think All-Stars does it better to where you can get really skilled and be over the top, but you can also kind of just jump in there and have fun. And I think Battle Royale does that even better with the uh, like the tiered system I was talking about, because if you know how to master that, you can be like Street Fighter with like the crazy-ass combos. But if you're just like a nobody that just just button mashed and doesn't really know how to play, I feel like you can use those just to save up. So I feel like they do a good combination of if you want to master it, you can get crazy at it, but you also aren't just fucking done for if you haven't played or you don't play very often. Yeah. It's also funny that everybody made fun of this the name so much, which is, is an awful name, but it's funny because who I thought multiple years later that Battle Royale would have been the biggest thing in the world. I know this isn't a Battle Royale game. It's just so funny that, I don't know if you remember, people fucking destroyed the name, and now Battle Royale is like the hottest thing in the world. 
Yeah. Um, that is weird to think about. <laughs> Especially because I'm sure somebody's like, damn it, we had a Battle Royale game, and, <laughs> but it wasn't actually Battle Royale, and we should have done something different. Um, but I think that's the end of the list that uh, went on longer than I thought, but I was okay with it. I think uh, there's a lot of good talking points, and I actually wouldn't be against some point doing another one of those lists because even as we were talking, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot that. I think it'd be cool to have a another list of just 10 different games at some point. Yeah, for sure. But um, if you want, we can go on with the regular show, but I know you already said you're tired. Are we going to be able to make it through this? Yeah, man. Okay, because I know there's a lot of news and shit this week. I'm sure you have a lot of pickups. Um, uh, actually, uh, I figured I'd wait next week to do the pickups because there's a bunch. <laughs> I acquired okay. some more from Family Video today. Boy, any in the okay. uh, the other section? What's that? Any in the other section at Family Video? Oh my god! <laughs> I cleared them out. So give me all of them. <laughs> I'm here for snatch, snatch chat, snatch chat. Yeah, the trimer was called as well. I couldn't. Um, but uh, that'll take us into the normal show now. We're probably like an hour and a half in. Um, so we always start with corrections, questions, and feedback. I don't have any this week to you. Nope. All right. So if you want to send any, can, as always do to current at gmail.com and then we'll go into news. You got any? Uh, sure. <laughs> well, before we get too crazy into the conspiracies here, <laughs> um, of course, I'm sure you got lots on this, but, uh, Xbox buying Bethesda. Oh, yeah. I got a lot about that. So it's up to you if you want to. Uh huh. Oregon. That that put a smile on my face, man. (laughs) I think Bethesda was getting concerned, man, because they don't have much coming out. And I don't don't get how, you know, how are they making money right now? Yeah. Um, You know, uh, and it looked like they're getting ready. This is a perfect time to buy a a company like. Bethesda because they don't have shit coming out. So they need cash flow. And I don't know, it just made me very excited. Um, Do you want me to go into that? Because I'm sure that's going to be a big topic, so I want to talk over your news. Uh, Sure, let's do it, man. Let's do it. Alright, so we're going to read the article first and then um, we can go over some shit. So this is from Xbox Wire. Yeah, so it says, announced by head of Xbox, Phil Spencer, in an Xbox Wire post today, Microsoft will acquire Zenimax Media for $7.5 billion. Um, that is, that's not like a fake number. Three times the $2.5 billion. What kind of fucking writing is this? It paid for... Mojang and Minecraft in 2014. And the f- yeah, what did I say? Oh, 3.5, I think you said. Oh, I might mix it up because it was that's what it's worded weird. It says Zenimax Media for 7.5 billion, three times the 2.5 billion it paid oh. for. It is fucking weird wording for Mojang and Minecraft in 2014. And the formal purchase is expected to close in the second half of 2021. The deal includes it lists every studio that's in quite acquired with that, so we don't need to go over all of that. 
Um, and then a lot has come out since then trying kind of clarifying what exactly it means. But I was thinking if you want, because I know we were, had our own thoughts if we want to get into some of those before the clarifications, and then we can see what lines up with that. If you want to do that, we can. Yeah, I'll let you take, take the first swing at it. Okay, so there's a lot of different angles. First off, when I saw it, I thought it was fucking clickbait again because I saw it just randomly on Twitter. And I was like, the fuck? There's no way. And I saw it was from Phil Spencer, and I was like, oh, my God. It was yeah. it was a, a truly holy shit moment, which doesn't really happen in gaming that much. Um, one of the more recent thoughts I had, but the most depressing thought by far, was I was so sad that this announcement wasn't an E3 because all of us freaking out over a fucking Twitter post and I was picturing yeah. like when we all are together and like, holy shit when they like try and diss the other competition managing them walking on stage and you know if I can buy Bethesda that'd be we freaked out when they named I don't know what was the studios they acquired recently and we we're like, oh shit like uh um, um double fine even now we're like, oh my god but Obviously, Bethesda compared to Double Fine is uh, like 10 times the craziness. Yeah. And it'd be so crazy because, yeah, you could potentially have Sony showing a big Bethesda game on their conference. And the next day, Microsoft's like, yeah, that's our studio. And that's, I was just thinking about, <laughs> I was thinking about how bummed I am that that's not a thing. But um, then my next thought was, like I said, $7.5 billion seems like an unreal number. And also, it's just so fucking crazy that that's how much it costs to get Bethesda. I know they're fucking massive, but Star Wars was, what, $3.5 billion? I know inflation, but inflation isn't going to do that. And Banana numbers. Yeah, so I don't really know how Bethesda pulled that off or if they just knew that Microsoft wanted them so bad that they kind of could just charge whatever and they just went for it or how it happened. But uh, then before I get into more like gaming specific and things that actually matter with this, the only thing I was going to say is, do you, uh, can you think of any acquisition that's been big, bigger than this as far as studios and gaming? I was trying to think. I I didn't try and look anything up because I want to think of my own. I thought a handful, but there's only one I think is maybe bigger than this. I think I can guess. Okay. What is it? Rare? No, that is one that I thought of, but not the one that I'm like, you know what? This might actually be bigger. Because that was my reason of trying to think of these. Like, is there anything that's been bigger? Because I, I hate... Uh, is it by Xbox? No. Um, shit, man. I don't know. Well, I'll tell you some of the ones I thought of. I thought of Xbox getting Rare. I thought of uh, EA getting LucasArts. Um, I thought of, they mentioned this one, but I thought of this one, uh, Mojang and Minecraft. Um, I listed a couple other ones that I'm blanking, but I can tell you the one that I think is bigger than it. Actually, I think I, there's kind of two, but one of them, I'm just kind of curious what you think. So the one that I couldn't believe I forgot is um, Activision buying Blizzard. I think that is probably bigger than Bethesda. I don't know what they paid for them, 
but they bought him at like the fucking height of World Warcraft and then everything else that comes along with Blizzard. You looking it up? Yeah, because that's like did Activision pay for Blizzard? What did, what, did, what would you guess? That was a while ago. Um, Granted, three... it was wasn't it more of like a partnership too? I think it was initially, but then they end up like officially just buying them. Maybe not, because they do call Activision Blizzard. Uh, 5.83 billion. Oh, I was going to guess 4 billion, so I still living off. And there is inflation, but again, I don't think it'd be that much of a difference. I, like I said, I think Bethesda kind of, I don't think it's a bad deal. I think it makes crazy sense for Xbox, but I think they kind of, uh, work some magic getting that much money out of it. Because I think... Yeah. Do you agree Agree that uh, Blizzard would be bigger? Because that was my whole goal with this. I was like, this might actually be the biggest acquisition in gaming history, but I didn't want to be dramatic, so I was trying to think if there's anything bigger. Yeah, I would I'd have to agree with you, just because of... Um, yeah, I'd say because of World of Warcraft. Yeah, um... In, in StarCraft. In yeah. Diablo. The other ones I thought of, like I said, I think Mojang was obviously humongous because Minecraft is like a fucking cultural thing. It's humongous. But that's kind of all they have. LucasArts was huge because of Star Wars, but um, it's just Star Wars, which obviously that's massive on its own, but it didn't seem to pan out the way people were thinking. Um, what else did I say? Now I'm already blanking the ones I've listed. Um, yeah, I think even with inflation, that'd still be like six billion. Yeah, six like six point one billion. Yeah, it's a that's a lot of money they're swinging their dicks around with, and then they announce it a day before pre-orders go up. Yeah, oh yeah, I think that was definitely intentional. Um, and then there's a, this might sound like I'm joking, but there was one more that I think might be bigger. And that is EA getting exclusive right to the uh, NFL simulation games, which <laughs> sounds like a joke because that's just all it is, is NFL. But you have to think that NFL is the biggest thing in this country pretty much. And there used to be like three to four mainstay humongous nfl games and ea just fucking took that away from everything and yeah. madden is easily consistently one of the top sellers every single year and that's by default a lot of games can't even put out a game every year and they can just do it with very minimal relatively relatively uh minimal effort and income this also kind of bleeds into my conspiracy oh yeah yeah um oh go ahead no you you go ahead buddy okay well i'm going on about this because this is crazy um but yeah the questions i had and like you had and a lot of them have been confirmed or kind of mentioned is what does this mean for game pass if that means all future games are going to come to it because they're Xbox exclusive. 
or Xbox Studios. And if that means everything that they've already had made would come to it, or it'll just be things in the future. And then also, will these things be exclusive, or is Microsoft going to do a thing where they do like Minecraft and just let it be out? So, um, I guess if you want to go over some of that stuff, I don't want to be hogging it. No, you're fine, man. Uh, it would be very exciting that everything they had just popped up on Game Pass. But, I don't know, man. I think it will, though. Honestly, I think it will. As, as much as they're promoting that Game Pass. You think everything that they've already made or just future projects, like going from here? Everything. All the old stuff. And uh, it, it basically, if it's available on the Xbox One, I think it'll be on Game Pass. Because my thought process was... I think it's only going to be things going into the future, but like I said, some of this has been clarified since then, but I'm talking about how I initially felt. Um, and then, how do you feel? Do you think it is going to be... Are they going to be Xbox exclusives, or do you think they're going to do the Microsoft thing they've been doing lately where they own them, but they just still just go everywhere? I think the older stuff, or stuff that has to, that's already been announced... Mm-hmm. Uh, we will be everywhere, but I think everything after that is going to be exclusive. I hope you're right, and but I don't think it's going to be that way, um, which is weird because Microsoft just dropped almost $8 billion. Um, so I think if they're trying to sell systems, that would be the obvious go-to smart move, and that's why I want, like I said, I I think it's so weird when people just think there shouldn't be exclusives and just want everything on everything because then they're eventually you're just going to be left with one system. There's not going to be everything anymore. And it's also super annoying. I'm sure you've seen all the, the Sony fans boys complaining about it, even though they bragged about Spider-Man, all the exclusives they have. And that's the whole point. This is supposed to create not wars, but competition. So that way multiple companies can survive and there's competitiveness. But I think Microsoft more worried about selling the platform of Game Pass than and selling games overall than they are their system. So I feel like, unfortunately, what I think is that they're just going to own Bethesda and Bethesda's going to still release everything on everything. Oh, that sucks. I really hope not. I could be dead wrong. Like I said, it does seem weird they put that much money in if that's what they're going to do. But also they just keep preaching and not just preaching, but showing that they just want their games on everything and the Game Pass kind of what they're pushing for. And that's another thing you could argue about. Well, yeah, but Game Pass is on Xbox, so they're still wanting to buy an Xbox. But I think that's what they're going to push. They're going to go, well, it's on everything, but if you buy Xbox and you have Game Pass, you can get all these way cheaper, even though you can get them on these other systems. You're going to be paying 10 times as much to do it. Yeah, I just don't, uh, to go back to the exclusive thing, man, I don't, if they're spending that kind of money, this has to be the record, right? You mean for Microsoft's buying studio? Yeah, or, 
Yeah, no, uh, in general, for everybody. Oh, yeah, I'd imagine. They gotta be saying, like, okay, this is to just get everybody over here to Xbox or PC. Yeah, I think Microsoft definitely has that control. I don't think it's, like, a question, like, oh, do they not offer enough money? I think that's definitely in Microsoft's court now, but I think that's the way they're going is the what I'm thinking. But I hope I'm wrong, so I see nothing wrong with exclusives. Xbox really needs those types of exclusives too. Uh huh. And that's why this was um, so crazy and seeing my clickbait at first. Well, something I just thought of too is uh, Outer Worlds and um, Fallout in the same company. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was another thought that I had because they, uh, they made um, a city and made Fallout New Vegas. So, yeah, a lot of people are talking about that. And, um, a couple other thoughts I had was, at first, I didn't hear that this deal wasn't closing till midway through 2021. So I was like, well, what does that mean for, that's a long time. So is this, any of this going to take effect? But because Deathloop is supposed to be exclusive to PS5 and that's, but that's, that's going to be so weird if Microsoft Studio just releases <laughs> an exclusive game on PlayStation. But they said that that will still come out in quarter two and it'll be exclusive to PC and, um, PS5 before this is from uh, comicbook.com and uh, before coming to other consoles and it doesn't say what other consoles are but it was initially a PS5 exclusive so I'm assuming that means Xbox Series X I'd imagine um, and then yeah Starfield the big next big gen next generation RPG they announced that was the biggest question I had was what happens to that, but it seems like that's probably not going to be till after this deal closes, so if they do want it to be exclusive, I'm guessing it would be. But it's weird because they initially announced that as a all-next-generation platform game. Uh, yeah, I think all that stuff's just going to change, man. I really hope this is exclusive shit. This is... Oh, I'm with you. Um... Again, read a few of the things that have come out that I feel like clarify some of it or kind of alludes to it. So this is Phil Spencer speaking at CNET. He said, um, Spencer made clear that while Bethesda Games will adopt some of Xbox's new practices, including launching the Game Pass and becoming playable through game streaming, the company will retain some of the... Of the where is it? Oh, what the hell? That was weird. Some of the autonomy, there it is. What the hell? That resulted into some of the biggest games of all time. It is about the culture of those teams. Uh, Spencer explained they're not about becoming us, which that makes me think even more that uh, he didn't say that they're not going to be exclusive, but I think it feel like that's what he's hinting at, unless he means that it really is what it sounds like, that they're not going to be like part of Microsoft Studios like physically, and they can still work on their own, even though they're going to be exclusive text boss. But I read that as they're still their own studio. Microsoft kind of just makes some money. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know why you'd make these kind of moves without having as exclusive 
my mind kind of jumps to Moyang. Um, but my thought is like Moyang's got one thing. Uh huh. It's already out on those consoles when you bought them. Yeah, that's definitely the other question. And what I was gonna say with Minecraft is that, yeah, I did say how that's on already out on the other consoles. But yeah, that's the other thing that people talked about is if a uh, new Minecraft ever came out, as if it would come onto the other systems or not. Did the uh, didn't the Dungeon Crawler game come to the other systems though? Yeah. And that was after Microsoft owned them. I know that's way less scale, but might be a, a hint at it. Um, this could be to a hint at that if this console, <laughs> the new Xbox does not do well, we're going to become a software company. Yeah. This is from XboxNews.com. Um, and it's kind of just stats about them acquiring them. It said Microsoft acquired t uh, 2,300 developers, which is fucking crazy, by purchasing them. And uh, it said that games like Starfield and many unannounced titles will come to Xbox and PC. No mention of other platforms. And uh, Bethesda library titles will be coming to Game Pass. So... See, it kind of goes both ways because that does make it sound like it'll be exclusive text box, but it didn't say that it will only be those, so it's hard to tell if that's just bad wording or not. Yeah, they got to clarify this shit. And then I think the one last thing I have for this segment, you, know, like, you can uh, start talking about what you want to, was that DC game uh, Doom Eternal is... Confirmed to be coming to Game Pass on October 1st. That's exciting because I, I really wanted to get that game, but I didn't want to buy it. I did too, and I was going to buy it at some point, so it's even better. Um, exactly. But that was a game that is obviously came out before Microsoft Bottom, and I'm confused how this works if the deal doesn't close till um, middle of 2021 or end of 2021, how this stuff's even taking effect, or if that just means legally, but that might be a hint that uh, I'm wrong and that all the games are already out might be coming to Game Pass, which obviously I hope I'm wrong on that. Yeah. I don't know, man. That sounds like a... Damn, I don't know. It's just exciting, man. Oh, it is. Uh-huh. It's oh, just crazy <laughs> to think about. I know Bethesda's not Bethesda, you know, 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. But. No, yeah, they're definitely not. And like you said, yeah, it does seem kind of weird that they could get that much money out of Microsoft because it does seem kind of like a, not a struggling company, but kind of like, oh, what do they have right now? But then, yeah, you do also have to think that that's very, like, short-term thinking because you then also have to think that they have some of the biggest franchising in gaming history with Elder Scrolls and Fallout and Doom and all these games that are like some of the biggest games in gaming history. Yeah, oh man, just id and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> God, it better be exclusive. Like, why are you swinging this kind of money and you're not making it worth your while? Um, 
You're welcome to go into your conspiracies and talk about any other news you have, though. I just thought it makes sense to talk about that while you're talking about it. All right, man. So, <laughs> we're jumping back to a previous episode here. Okay. About our predictions. Uh-huh. And I had a crazy prediction that I think that Xbox is hinting around about. And that's, uh, I should I guess? Yeah, I think it's probably pretty easy to guess. But yeah, go ahead, buddy. Fine, Sega. Yeah, except in, uh, Microsoft has even confirmed, I don't know if you've seen I should have put in here, that they're not done acquiring studios. Like, that's officially yeah. from them. Yeah, I saw, the, I saw the CNET thing. Uh, or not the CNET, the Forbes article. Yeah, that's uh, where I saw it, yeah. Yeah, dude. So, on the press conference, the, oh, God damn it, I forget his name. He's literally wearing a Sonic the Hedgehog shirt. Um, I didn't pick up on that while watching it. But then they're hinting around at a colorway for the controller. Did you see that? I did. I have that on here, actually. Yes. It literally is the same <laughs> color code as Sonic's color. Okay. Uh -huh. And then they're saying, the. did you see the clean and simple, still iconic? Yeah. You mean how you can space out the letters? And is it that... literally spells Sonic uh -huh. with the controller, with the fucking color codes that match Sonic. And those color codes are like very specific. Even if they're like a little off, you're gonna have a different number. Um, and then of course, did you see the the Japanese lady on Sega's uh, um, uh, Twitter? Huh. She is surrounded by all of Sega's new like uh, um, like the mini uh, game gear and all that stuff mm -hmm. and it looks very um, like everything looks like it has a purpose but then there's a cardboard box randomly thrown on the table mm -hmm. and she's putting up holding up her hands as in the X above the cardboard box that's randomly thrown there as an xbox uh -huh. and then someone translated it, it says when you go to the door to the top of the good sales support this is a good place on a desk they were photographed in a sharp way good sales supports a dame in it makes no fucking sense i don't even know why they translated that <laughs> the fuck does any of that mean but the fact if they bought them this is all of the studios they would get right amplitude atlas they would get atlas right i think so yeah creative assembly hard light relic entertainment sports interactive two point studios and uh the sonic team then then this kind of goes back to halo wars because then they would get uh Creative um, Assembly. Yes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Assembly. And someone brought up a good point. How about uh, Total Wars, but Elder Scrolls? <laughs> Total War, Elder Scrolls. <laughs> Persona. Persona would be an Xbox exclusive. Because they talked about them doing... Uh, um, Sega, from here on out, would just handle Xbox in Japan. Because it's been an absolute failure. I think that'd be fucking perfect. 
Um, this is such a good ass match. Fuck WB. If they pull this off, WB don't mean shit. But could you imagine if they bought Sega and WB? <laughs> oh my god. It's like the dick swinging is insane. <laughs> like, do you think PlayStation's kind of like freaking out? Like, oh shit. Guys, do we have another apocalyptic uh, game in, set in the. Uh, in the middle of America. Do you have any Denver Denver Apocalypse games? That sounds great. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I had the controller in here for multiple reasons because I know that's a, a rumor. I got to say, I think that one's reading too much into it. I do think the color scheme is weird. The color but, code, though. Yeah, that part I think is more... Um, and the color scheme does seem, even that seems kind of weird. Because I was going to, one reason I had it on there is they have the black, the white, the common controllers, and they have a blue, which seems odd. And then also the back being white, I was like, this thing looks so clean. And you flip it around, it looks kind of gross. Black would have looked so much cleaner on that. And I would have actually wanted that controller. Um, so I do think it's uh, reading a little too much into it, but then also. There is a lot of things that connect it, and also Microsoft obviously loves dropping hints like this. Like, I don't know if you saw leading up to Doom Eternal being confirmed, and that's why I said confirmed. They did two days before, they said that uh, they had big news coming to Game Pass, they tweeted out. But they said they can't. Did you see that? It was a fake email they tweeted out. No. It was from uh, Melissa McGamePass, was her name on the email. <laughs> and uh, it was some, like, official, official um letter that she was tweeting to Microsoft or emailing and it leaked out. Um, and it said that the game was beneath it, but that, uh, and just looked below, but they'd had to wait. But then, um, people started Photoshopping it and I guess, uh, changing the color on it. And I guess Microsoft, that was the plan. They knew people would find it. And it said the Slayer is coming if you, uh, Photoshopped it right. And that's obviously the main person in doom is the Slayer guy. And uh, so people figure it out like that. So they obviously like playing into all this, like nonsense, kind of like games and everything. So it is possible that this does seem ridiculous, but is hinting at that. So I guess we could see and see what happens. And like I said, they did confirm themselves that they're not done acquiring studios, but I guess that could go both ways because they, I feel like I would say that because they're probably always looking at new studios. So they probably aren't. Probably would never not say that, I'd imagine. Oh, man. It would just be amazing. Such a good fit, too. I've been saying that, but such a great fit. And did you see the, uh, another reason for the controller in here, did you see Engadget confirm the controllers are going to stay $60 in Xbox, which is kind of crazy because, yeah, the uh, PS5 controllers will be $70. So I was kind of shocked they did that because I feel like Especially with the competition doing 70, you could easily do 70 and get away with it. Oh, yeah, you wanted to know if I uh, pre-ordered one or not. Oh, yeah, I was going to get into that. Yeah, go for it. Um, I sat on Amazon for an hour, almost <laughs> an hour, refreshing, and people kept tweeting out, like, wrong links. Like, it was a promo page. Yeah, I saw. Console, and then the one link was not working, and then it would work, but then there was just, like, a placeholder. And finally, they sent out a third one, and uh, I have a pre-order from Amazon. 
Oh, you do? I thought it was definitely going towards you don't. Um, yeah, it's pretty good luck, because did you see what GameStop was getting in stores for their pre-orders? I saw it was like five. <laughs> yeah, it said, uh, I'll probably reference him a lot, and I'll bring up now when we do these kind of things. It's Wario64. I think I told you to follow him on Twitter, right? That's or maybe you already did. Oh, really? Yeah. I thought I'd bring him up, because that sounds like a, like, if you don't follow games, that sounds like the fakest um news account in the world but for some reason he knows a lot of shit before people do so i usually believe a lot of it so um he tweeted before any of those pictures were even on the doors of gamestop that gamestop stores would get pre-orders of six to twelve per, per store of x's and two to four of s's which i know you could say well that's still high but some stores did have that many so i don't think it's an inaccurate um report but uh Another reason why I was bringing that up is, I guess that goes against what we were thinking about. Um, if the S or X would sell more, I said that I think the uh, X would sell out faster, but I think the S would actually sell more of them. And my thought process was, because I thought they would carry way more of the S's, and if the pre-orders were any hint at that, I guess it's going to be the other way around, and they're going to carry way more X's and S's. Yeah. That's uh, kind of what I saw, too, and I think that makes sense. I don't know. I think their last digital one did not do so. It didn't sell as well as the regular Xbox, of course. So I don't know if that played any factor into it. Yeah, I thought they would do the opposite, even though I want the X. I thought they were going to do that because they seem to be pushing so hard about how it's the cheapest next-gen console. And like I said, majority of people seem like they won't care just to be able to play all their current games anyways because nobody seems to care about next-gen games anyways. So I thought they would push that, at least at first. But I said, I thought it would seem like the X is doing better because they'd have less on the shelves, but I guess that might not be the case. Um, Microsoft also confirmed the price of the uh, one terabyte expansion card. We talked about, I think, a couple weeks ago, and I said how it was rumored to be 250 which is not quite that, but it is confirmed to be 220 for a fucking terabyte of extra storage. Things I pulled up here. Oh, really? I'm stealing your news, my bad. No, 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 you're fine. It's a uh, SST, so I mean, I guess it makes sense. Uh, yeah. That's something that's definitely gonna really uh, amp everyone's feelings on Xbox. But I, I think that's gonna go down quick. I think there's gonna be some third party options. I hope so. That was my worry, though. Yeah, I know it's SSD, and everybody's talking about how it makes sense that it costs that much, and. I know that does cost more, but that's what was my worry that I know this is the next gen, so it has to be SSD. And I think it's going to be, I think that works both ways. I think it'll be the same on PS5. But uh, I think with it, I know SSD runs better and all this, but I don't know how much running better matters if you don't have any games to be able to play it. And if you've been seeing some of the reports of PS5 and came out, Xbox is going to be much different. Like, uh, the Ultimate Edition of Spider-Man Miles Morales is reported to be 120 gigabytes. So, like I said, I don't think games are going to get more compressed. I hope they do. I hope they figure out how to make fi uh, file sizes smaller. But I think they're just going to keep getting bigger. And, yeah, I feel like these are left with their choices. Either to delete games over and over and re-download them or get these fucking massive things. 
which neither seem very next gen to me. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. And especially the digital version is even weirder because the sale of that is Game Pass and you don't download all these games. You download two to three games and that's all you can have on your digital unless you're going to spend another 220 on a another terabyte. I just really hope there's some third-party options. Oh, me too. Um, do you have more news? I have some, but I've been feeling I've been talking all the time. So, um, just that uh, Amazon announced their own cloud gaming service, similar to Google's. Uh, this already reeks of failure. <laughs> um, and once again, I know I mentioned a lot, but Ubisoft. If there's like, oh, is this something that's probably gonna fail soon? Yeah, we're gonna attach <laughs> to it. Uh, looks like they're going to have a Ubisoft channel on there. Uh, it's kind of odd. Uh, but it supports 4K resolution and mobile gameplay. Uh, and it's supposed to be incorporating Twitch, which I think is a great idea and really could bring some people over and might have a better chance than Stadia did because mm -hmm. of that. Um, but I don't get how those will relate too well because Twitch is pretty... It's, of course, it's on every computer, on every mobile device, and then it's in both consoles. Like, I don't get how having Twitch on there would change too much. Yeah. Um, unless you were, like, watching a Twitch streamer, and then you could be like, oh, what game are they playing? Go take me to the store. It's kind of useless. I don't I don't quite see it. But I, I think you do you probably agree with me. This, this smells like I smell the blood in the water. Yeah, definitely. I thought it was weird how it just dropped out of nowhere, and that was even more reason why I thought that. It didn't seem like a... I'm sure they haven't been planning it, but it didn't seem from the outside like a planned, well-thought-out well thing. kind of seemed like there's like, all right, well, let's get in on it. Did you see they'll have web apps for iPhone and iPad? No. Yeah, it's like, uh, you guys really think it's going to last on there? Like, uh, Xbox got kicked off pretty quick. Did you see... Um... I had it on here, but I don't know if he's the whole news story for it. Um, the Verge reported that um, they said in the coming, the next couple weeks, it will definitely be back on the Microsoft Store because, I mean, on the Apple Store because Microsoft found a workaround for it for something called, um, oh, shit, I should have had it on here. I think they call them services or some stupid name. But uh, they're, I guess, classify them different than apps. And the way they work is that they um, use a PC or something else as uh, their um, interface or their what powers it. And that gives a workaround because it's different than just a straight up app. So they said that Microsoft has already sent in a test build for it and that uh apple is confirming it and so that's just a report but the report that it is that it'll be back up and oh i hope so yeah oh me too and uh they said that um that means that you can stream from your console and that there's no way they could kick them off for that but they said that microsoft's plan is to uh have complete parity over the android app and that they've already submitted a request for that as well and they think it'll work yeah, I I still have my old phone, but kind of defeats the purpose because the point is being able to take it anywhere. So 
if I don't have Wi-Fi and carry my old phone, then kind of defeats the purpose of the point of having games wherever you go. Yeah, dude, I could I forgot that you have an iPhone now. But yeah, I put those two 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 things together. Yeah, I can still do it around my house in my old phone, but like I said, that kind of defeats purpose and um I've been seeing those cool things that you can hook onto them that make them look like a switch and they finally put out apple version of it which is weird that a company would actually put the effort into making an apple one when right now you can't even play on an apple but maybe they have some inside info on it coming back and uh if it's like a permanent thing i'd definitely be down to get those the controller works fine and it's cool but i think i'd almost feel more natural to have it as a handheld like that Yeah, that, oh man, that would, oh shit, that I think would definitely change my, my view on it as well. Yeah. I think the screen might not seem as small because naturally it was kind of holding it like you would a, a Vita or 3DS, kind of like up to your face. Dude, see, now I gotta buy one of those. <laughs> How much are one of those? They're not cheap. I think they're like 100 because I think they're made by Razer and they've been reviewing really well. Okay, well, if it's worth it. Yeah, I was gonna say that. I feel like that's something I would use all the time. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> I like how this like console is quickly turning into $1,000. <laughs> if I got that with the memory card and the new console. Uh-huh. With the Razer thing, too, it would be kind of nice because uh, money's not technically going to China. Yeah. It's going to Mr. Tan. I think it is Razer. Do you look that up? I just thought it was them, but I could be making it up. Let's see. Razer, Xbox. Um, maybe the Game Pass. Razer Jungle Cat. That's a terrible name if that is it, but it might be. Oh, buddy, you should definitely hop on Razer's website sometime and read some of these ridiculous names. <laughs> oh my God, it's ridiculous. You want me to read off some to you? Yeah, I think it is the Jungle Cat. Yeah, okay. Jungle Cat. It features twin analog thumbsticks and bumper buttons in a combat ergonomic form. Leave your opponents behind and enhance your mobile gaming experience. God, that looks terrible. Um, yeah, I think that's what it is. Yeah, that's cool looking, man. I like that. Yeah. Um, products. Let's go to controllers. Or maybe it's the Razer Kishi. <laughs> Kishi. Oh, that's supposed to be the new Apple one. Yeah, okay. The Apple one's called Kishi. And Raiju is the fucking <laughs> controller version. Let's go read their mice. The Death Adder. The Naga Pro. The Naga Left-Handed Edition. Razor Viper. Ballistic. Ballistic, yeah, ballistic. <laughs> uh, but yep, so yeah, and that's fucking thousand dollars, especially if like all oh, I need extra controller, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, babe, I need a couple games as well. Well, the game pass, so I don't think I'll need any games right away. Yeah, um, all right, you have any other news? Uh, nope, that's it. Okay, are you ready to uh, 
feel like you're losing your damn mind. Sure. All right, I'm going to read a long article about um, Miles Morales. Some of it I get, some of it I just lose my train of thought after hearing Spider-Man and Miles Morales like 40 times. But here it goes from IGN. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales will have an Ultimate Edition on PS5 that includes a remastered version of PS4's Marvel Spider-Man. But there are currently no plans to offer the remaster as a standalone game for PS5 players. In a statement provided to IGN by a Sony representative, the company confirmed that the only ways to get Marvel Spider-Man remastered are by, by buying the Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for PS5. Incident, or Additionally, if you buy Miles Morales for PS4, you can play the PS5 version of the game at no additional cost. And you can purchase an additional paid upgrade, I think that's implied with purchase, to gain access to Spider-Man Remastered. Marvel Spider-Man on PS5 via backwards compatibility. Okay, existing of the uh, existing owners of the game on PS4 cannot upgrade or buy the remastered separate remastered edition separately. Sony's full statement re reads: This is the best. Marvel Spider-Man Remastered is an enhanced version of Marvel Spider-Man, and is included as part of Marvel Spider-Man. <laughs> Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for the PS5. In addition... <laughs> like reading Xbox console titles. Play Xbox X, X25X. Players who purchase Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales on PlayStation 4 can uh, upgrade at no additional cost to the PS5 version. <laughs> oh my god. Of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales. And can take advantage of paid upgrade to download <laughs> Marvel Spider-Man Remastered. There are no plans currently to offer Marvel Spider-Man Remastered as a standalone. Players with a copy of Marvel Spider-Man on PS4 can... What's that? When Peyton Manning won the Super Bowl and it's like Bud Light, Bud Light, Bud Light, can purchase Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition to experience. Are you every time say Spider-Man? To experience Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PS5's Marvel Spider-Man. Oh my God. For PS4 will also be backwards compatible on PlayStation 5. Owners of the Spider-Man Miles Morales PS5 game disc can access the offer by inserting the disc into their PS5 console. PS4 game game disc owners can buy the PS5 digital edition disc-free console will not be able to access this offer. Sony has confirmed that several of its major next-gen releases will also be arriving on PS4 in a blog post. This is a... I don't know if you saw this. This is actually crazy news. Um, the company confirmed that Spider-Man Miles Morales, Horizon Forbidden West, and Sackboy Big Adventure are all coming to the current gen as well as the next-gen hardware. So, 
Um, we'll get back to Spider-Man in a second, but uh, that's definitely the craziest news is that three of the biggest games and were thought of to be PS5 exclusives are coming to the current gen and crazy for multiple reasons. No, and uh, they've had some pretty hard stances and clearly taking Knox at Xbox in all their interviews. Talking about how they believe in generations. That's why if you want to play the newest games, you have to buy the new console. Which I think a lot of people think is smug and comes off douchey, but I thought that was cool and I liked that because like I said as much as I like Xbox, yeah. it's annoying that there's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. You can play anything anywhere. Which is cool in theory, like the streaming and everything. But the point of a new system is supposed to be like the next gen games that were not possible in the old gen. And clearly all these are, especially because... Uh, Spider-Man and Sackboy launch with the system, or at least launch window. I think Sackboy is a launch game. But Horizon Forbidden West doesn't come out till um, 2021. Is that and the launch game? What's that? Sackboy is a launch game? I know Spider-Man is for sure, and Sackboy is at least launch window. I think a launch day, but if not, it's a launch window. But Horizon doesn't even have a definitive date and doesn't come out till 2021. So we're not even talking about, like, just that it's like a transfer of systems and maybe they want to release it right then. We're talking about games that are potentially pretty far away, even coming out cross-gen. So kind of crazy and makes me more confused because like I said one bummer I was having a PS5 is that um, Spider-Man, Sackboy, and Ratchet and Clank were the main games for me, which it seems like Ratchet still is going to be PS5 exclusive. But now, two of the three games that were winning the most, and I'm guessing Horizon would be one of those for me as well. I just haven't beat the first one, are coming out on the console I already have. So, it was already a console that was a hard sale for me, and now I feel like they're making it easier to not buy it. I don't what? Well, I don't get what the point of this is. Yeah, I just looked it up to Sackboy as the launch title. Is it? Okay. Yeah, no, you're right, man. Um, let's see, I never remember Sony doing that. Uh, yeah, and I, I think that uh, new console generations, that line's getting more and more blurred. Yeah. Um, what do you have to say about Spider-Man? Uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales uh, <laughs> Collector's Edition will only be available to PS5 people <laughs> who have Spider-Man the aluminum. Uh, but for people with Spider-Man copper... They can only buy the digital PS5 version of Miles Morales. You know what this reminds me of? You're talking about how it reminds you of something? This reminds me of basketball. I don't know if you remember this. They're talking about um, teams making the playoffs. And, the, and it's real simple, the playoff picture right now. And as much as I love sports, it is true. They dramatized it. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty simple because if Oakland beats – San Diego, then San Diego would move on to the first round of the playoffs, and if Oakland beat, and they go on for like five minutes to say this yeah. simplified version of the playoffs. Now, this I've never is seen a seen uh, basketball. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I've seen it way too many. Just gonna say, how many talked about this? Have you fucked with yeah. me? Because I would have had to show you that. Um, way too many fucking times. So the Spider-Man thing is obviously fucking ridiculous, and I was partly rooted for humor because I. There is things in here that make sense, and even though it's highly confusing, and I don't know why I need Spider-Man and Miles Morales and PS5 and PS4 in here 40 times. And trying to read through it now, I'm like, shit, what, what, are, the, what were the points? Because they just fucking confused it entirely with this. But, 
Let me try and find the standout points in here without reading this whole thing. Um, so the ultimate edition on PS5, you get the remaster of Spider-Man and the Miles Morales with it. And I guess there's an issue people are having not being able to buy the Spider-Man remaster standalone as a PS5 game. But I don't know why the fuck people would want that. Why would you want that without Miles Morales? I don't know who would be buying that. That part I was like, is there an issue there? That doesn't that seems to make sense to me. Um, and then people are complaining because the uh, saves don't cross over from the PS4 version to the PS5 version. Which I guess that would be a nice feature, but that's not something I would expect moving across generations to a a game. The fact that you can upgrade it already seems like a kind of a nice thing to me. Yeah. Uh, that, I feel like there's a way easier way to, to present that <laughs> shit, though. Yeah, I think there's more in there, but we can move on because that, uh, that is something right there. I'll send it to you just so you can see how many times I say all those four things over and over. Well, they also said PlayStation about a billion times, too. Yeah, and they kept... I misread a couple of them, but they kept fucking randomly switching between using PS4 and PS5 and using PlayStation for some reason. I was like, why don't you just use them all the same? Um, you also don't care about having the same things too many times because you say Spider-Man 40 times. But, uh... The next thing was, did you see they announced a special edition of Halo Infinite? Not a console, unfortunately, but of the game. No. It's, you might be all over it. I don't think I, it's cool, but I don't think I can do it. It's uh, the Halo Infinite um, disc-based game, a steel case, which it just looks like a fucking straight-up black case to me. I don't see anything cool about it unless they're not presenting it well. Um, $10 reward to Best Buy and a 10 and a half inch Master Chief figure done by Dark Horse. So it looks really cool and it looks really well made. And 10 and a half is pretty big. No jokes. Um, but, uh, <laughs> there pictures out for this yet? Yeah, there is on Best Buy's website. Yeah, you should look it up. It looks Best cool. Um, yep, only at Best Buy, it says. Oh. But it costs. It's on sale right now for $105. But the uh, statue is 45 right now and the game's 60. So I'm confused. And the steel book or steel case just literally looks like a black fucking square to me. It doesn't look like there's any cool engravings or anything. Yeah, I'm not having the collector's edition pop up here. Oh, here it is. I'm an idiot. Um, yeah, I don't know. This is, uh, odd. Yeah, are you seeing anything on that black case? It just looks like they just literally threw in a black tin. Unless that's a fill, that's definitely a filler. Like yeah. even there. Yeah, um, placeholder, sorry, placeholder. Place, yeah, that's what I was looking for. Yeah, I might be more. Just by itself for 10 bucks. It's just literally, uh blacked out i think a statue is really cool but i mean you could buy that separately but i also i don't think that's too much for a statue because it does look well made so i'm sure it's fair but i don't think i want to pay that much for a statue yeah i don't what the hell else do you get with it i think that's it like i said the statue when it's not on sale is 60 and the game's 60 
and they're selling it for 105 so i think it's all you get and the steel book by itself is 10. and i mean unless you care about having a physical game we get the game day one on game pass obviously no matter what system you have yeah that's a good point yeah with halo i like it so much i'm gonna buy it physical but unless there's a really cool collector's edition or there's a hopefully a special edition console that comes with it then i'll probably just rock the game pass version until i see it on sale and can buy it physical to have it just kind of like owning the halo games um then the only other thing i had news wise was this was according to Eurogamer. It's just a a rumor but it seems to make sense i know we don't talk about rumors a lot but said Final Fantasy 16 is um, only a console exclusive for 12 months, and then says it's coming out on PC. Wait, that doesn't make sense. It's only console exclusive for 12 months. It's coming out on PC six months after launching on PS5, and on Xbox Series X a year later. So. Am I misreading that, or does that not make sense to you? I put it in here, but then I just read it again. Say it again. So it says, Final Fantasy 16 is only console exclusive for 12 months. It's coming out on PC yeah. six months after launching on PS5 and on Xbox Series X a year later. But wouldn't it be console exclusive for six months? Or no, um, I get what it's saying. Um, exclusive to that console is what it means, not exclusive to. Um, a console in general. Oh, okay. That's just weird wording. But I think it makes sense, and that's I brought it up because we streamed the uh, conference live, and we thought how crazy that was. It's PS5 exclusive, but that seems to make more sense and is believable why I put in here is that it's a timed exclusive, which I feel like is perfectly believable. Yeah. that I like how places you kind of did not explain that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and it still could be untrue. That's a report, but Eurogamer is pretty big, and like I said, that seems to make complete sense. Um, we can move on to pickups. I know you said you're going to do yours next week. Yeah, yep. I only got a few, and I normally don't have them, but uh, I bought these were all with you as well, so you already know. But all Blu-ray, I bought Cats, the uh, Oscar-winning movie. Um, saw the final chapter, and the first and sadly probably only a season of who is america fantastic sasha bear cohen show but that was all my pickups this week and then i guess we'll get to yours next week yeah it's a lot <laughs> that's okay fine by me um what have you been playing what's that what have you been playing uh honestly just the um the halo mobile games Oh, like the uh, Operation Strike, or whatever they call it, like the... Yeah, um, Spartan Strike. Yeah, there's two of them. You, have you played both? I'm on the first one right now. Okay. I don't know if it's Spartan Strike, or... I think those games are actually... Yeah. I think those games are actually really fun. They kind of remind me of uh, bite-sized Halo Wars games. Yeah, no, I like them too. I think... Uh... The writing sometimes kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, uh, those are out on Game Pass as well. You can play them, like, on a system. 
Oh, that's how I'm playing him. Oh, okay. So mobile saying if you actually meant mobile, because that's how I first played him was mobile and uh, my Windows phone. I was so excited, but now they're on console and they have co-op. So anytime you want to play those, I'm down. Oh, I'm down too, man. They're, yeah, they're fun. It's fun going through and trying to get all the, uh, do it quick enough that you um, get all the stars. Yeah. Um, it kind of reminds me of Hotline Miami, but not as intensive or as scary. <laughs> I still have actually never played that game. I've heard really good things, but I know what it's about, though. Oh, God, it's painfully difficult. <laughs> I usually don't like those games. I don't mind difficult games, but not games where it's like that. They get so mad they don't want to play it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, it's like that, but minus the anger. Yeah. Um, that's all for you? Or are you playing more? That's it. All right, I don't have too much in uh, playing or watching, so I've been trying to get some other stuff done, but I did play about a week ago. I played Among Us. I know everybody's freaking out about this game right now, but I played with a group, uh, group of friends. It did seem cool, kind of like uh, if you ever play Mafia in real life, I feel like it's kind of like a digital version of that, which I was never a big fan of Mafia, but when it's digital, I think it uh, takes a lot of the weirdness away from it. But um, it was fun. Uh -huh. oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, you're good. Um, kind of uh, pisses me off, though, because these games have been... I feel like it copied uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town, I guess what it was called. Um, I don't I don't know why it's bothering me so much. Let me make sure I got this right. Yeah, Trouble in Terrorist Town uh, is a game on Gary's mod. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, almost verbatim. All right. Um, and I don't know. I feel like I'm. It's the fucking <laughs> Arma thing again, with uh, battle royales. No, so, I hear you. Uh, these guys made this mod or changed a, a really famous game slightly and made their own servers, and then I feel like they never ultimately don't get uh, credit. Oh, dude! First thing I type in trouble in Terrorist Town, and it's like uh, versus Among Us. <laughs> It says, Among Us is better than Trouble in Terrorist Town. It's like, yeah, well, no shit. It's not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Trouble in Terrorist Town, man. Jesus Christ, that game's a lot of fun. Yeah, I wouldn't be against trying. I wasn't even crazy about this game. I didn't care about the hype. It's just a group of my friends were wanting to play it, so I'll, I'm down to try something. Um, I don't know how long this game's been out, but I thought it was kind of cool because I didn't know anything about that game. But I guess this game's been around for a while as well. And they said that uh, it's actually been around for a decent amount of time. Probably not before that one. But I thought it was cool because it's been around for a decent amount of time. And I guess it was never popular. And then people discovered it. So I thought it would be cool being that developer and be like, oh, well, this is a failure. And be like, what the fuck? Why do people care about this all of a sudden? And then just seeing it blow up. I guess it, they uh, canceled their sequel. Yeah, and I was going to say that was the reason. Because they're like, shit, we got to do something. And then they saw how it blew up. And they're all right, well, let's just hook onto this which i think is smart i think a lot of people probably see that as a um as like a knock against them like they aren't good enough for a sequel but i feel like that's probably a really smart decision so many of these big games try and do that like angry bird and all these things and just keep going instead of focusing on what they have and making sure it stays good or making it better so i feel like it's probably the right move um i still have only played it once i wasn't crazy about it it was just fun but i also 
only actually knew three of the people of the nine we were playing with, and Ryan was here with me, but everybody else was just on uh, Discord. So I feel like that kind of game would be a lot better. You can uh, even do it in person. You're still all using your phones. I feel like that would be so much more fun as like a group of us, and we could all shit talk and discuss and everything, but with the group of people I mostly didn't know, I feel like kind of took out a lot of that. And then we had uh, the guy that, um, not a commander, because it's not a shooter, but kind of like I know it all. So, especially for me never playing this game, having somebody like that in there, I was kind of like, oh, I was kind of just taken away from the fun. I just want to be able to experience this thing. How are you guys communicating with each other? Um, Over a Discord voice. Okay. Yeah. I say trouble in Terrace Town. Everyone's like running around screaming at each other. Oh, because there's like a, a cop that's also trying to was it sheriffs? I can't remember what they called him, but he's trying to find the terrorists or the terrorists try to kill all the citizens and the sheriff. Yeah, that's the cool thing, and what I'm worried about in our group of friends because I don't know who would follow it exactly. That you're actually not supposed to talk during the game at all, and then. Um, in between rounds, when somebody finds a dead body is when you're all allowed to talk to each other. So it's kind of a cool thing of everybody being silent because if you're like, oh, I just died, then everybody's going to know exactly what happened. So it's kind of one of those games that you definitely is depending on you for how much fun you want to make it. If you want to ruin it or if you don't want to play it the right way, then you're going to go, yeah, that game was stupid. It didn't even play right, but then it's kind of on you. Um... And then play some more MCC. I know I say that like every week, but I'm always playing it. And uh, I actually played multiplayer as normal, but I also just uh, beat Halo 4 again. You still there? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. My computer just uh, the screen. Yeah, the screen shut off just a second. I think it might have just been. Oh, you know what it was? You can probably guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let me turn it off. Never fails. Um, but I actually just beat Halo 4 again because Nick's never played the newer ones. And every time I play it, I am more confused how people hate on him so much. I know it's just because it's not Bungie, but they're so well made. And just a second. I'm back. Um, you still there? Hello? Yep. Oh, okay. I was worried. <clears throat> but, um, okay. yeah, okay. Um, but I feel like they just make, they do so much right with Halo. And it was even, it bummed me out even more. I don't know if you remember when you beat four, that long message they put in there about how, uh, that's the start of their journey, and um, it was like this big long message and about how they hope that the Halo community will trust them with it and that they know they'll make mistakes. And I was like, oh boy, they uh, definitely didn't do that with you. <laughs> they gave a half second a chance, but um, having a lot of fun with that. And we talked before you 
started replaying all of them and during you replaying them do you remember me talking about i was like do you remember at the beginning of the first level of halo 4 when that elite comes at you you're on like the corridors and he's trying to bust you down you're like no i don't remember that it must be halo 5 do you remember this at all yeah because that is in halo 4 i don't know if you thought i was talking about something else but i was like this seems just like what i was talking about and then it's uh possible. I, I need to probably go back and rewatch that intro yeah it's uh it's really cool and i feel like uh it's cinematic but also doesn't feel like it's call of duty where it's so scripted that you're like why is this even in here which is one of my issues with call of duty as you know yeah. uh, um played uh madden i streamed my week four game absolutely dominated the chargers um uh, thank you thank you streamed a little bit more alien uh alien isolation um i don't think i understand this game it makes me feel like i'm an 80 year old and i've never played a game before <laughs> the game seems solid besides the issues i pointed out i just don't want to talk about everything i've already said but i really feel like i've never played a game playing this game before which is feels so weird to me because i play games so much that there's not much that i don't know how to play just because i do it so much not because i'm amazing but uh still trying to stick with it and then besides that that's actually all i've been playing i kind of did my notes wrong here that's why i was mixed up but uh what have you been watching nothing too much man really? uh, yeah, yeah i'm getting pretty deep into the muff uh, yes <laughs> um uh, matt stoney videos uh he's competitive eater that i really like <laughs> um it's probably kind of like the lebron james of competitive eating uh-huh um man that's really about it i haven't i haven't uh don't watch too many movies or TV shows. I gotcha. Um, YouTube. Always YouTube. <laughs> okay. Been watching a little bit. I went to see uh, Jurassic Park, the original one, with my dad because they brought it back to the theater and not much to see right now. And uh, Jurassic Park is always great. I love it. It reminds me of being a kid. Um, and I started uh, watching more of your favorite show. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, show's I... growing on anymore. Oh, is it really? Yeah, Renee always has it playing. And we'll watch an episode here and there. I always thought it was weird that you didn't like it, but I knew you didn't, so that's why I said it like that. Um, You're fine. It's not the best thing in the world, but uh, I feel like what he's, what he's trying to do, there's just some shows out there that do it much better. Um I don't know. I just never really—it's never really clicked with me. But uh, it goes from me hating it to like uh, being like, okay, I can tolerate this, and I'll laugh here and there. Yeah. Um, I started watching it again because I watched it when I lived with my parents because we had cable, mm -hmm. and I knew I wasn't caught up. But I was looking at Hulu, and I was like, oh shit, I might be multiple season behind. So I just started on season twelve because I thought I might have been. And I know the first two episodes I've watched, I've definitely already seen, but I always try and do that, try and start the possibly um, earliest I might have missed and just have to rewatch that instead of missing shit. I'd rather do rewatch a little bit than miss something. 
So I'm just going to start there and work my way through. Right now they're on season 14, about to go into 15. So I'm not too far behind. But um, besides that, did you hear about this new documentary? It's a four-part series on Netflix called uh, um, Challenger, The Final Flight. No. I think you'd be really interested in it. I've only watched uh, the first episode, but it's really good. It's about uh, NASA's Challenger mission. But it's produced by J.J. Abrams, and obviously that's a sale for me, but the reason I point that out is because there's obviously a lot of documentaries that cover stuff like this, but I feel like it's pretty rare that you have somebody that big up that can put that much money behind it. So it's cool yeah. seeing something like this that such high production values and kind of like produce like a movie. So it kind of makes it more dramatic and interesting instead of just like, ah, uh, it's kind of dragging on. Um... Yeah, I'll check it out. I'm actually going to pull it up and add to my list. Yeah, I think you'll like it a lot. Um, for stuff to watch at work. Yeah, let me know if, you know, let me know on here if you do. Um, I've only watched the first one, but it's, it's only four. They're all like 40, episodes, 40 minutes, not 40 episodes. But uh, from what I've seen, I really enjoy it. And then um, we got back to our lost night tonight. I know you weren't here for it, but... uh. Yeah, I've been able to do that for a couple weeks now, and I won't spoil anything, but there's not many lost episodes I don't like, so I know I say this often, but I liked both of them, and one of them is actually my all-time favorite lost episodes, but I think you're going to think it's too cheesy, but I hope I'm wrong, because it's one of my favorites. Then <laughs> um, besides that, just a good amount of sports. I've been watching some of the Columbus crew. They're the... Uh, top team in all the MLS right now. Um, yeah, I've been watching some Reds because they're in a playoff spot right now, <laughs> which is fucking nuts after having no hope the last six years. Um, but it's exciting. They're uh, in a wild card spot and tied for a division spot, so they have two chances at it, three games left, so they could definitely get knocked out, but at worst, if they do, it made it exciting up till the end of the year, which the past six years it's been stopping exciting about quarter way through the season. So at worst, I'll take it, and at best, they make it to the playoffs, and I think there's a good chance they do. And like I said, since the start of the season, I think they potentially have the best starting pitching of all in all of baseball. Their bullpen has sucked, but it's done better lately. And then their offense, if they play up to par, I think can beat anybody in the league, but they're so inconsistent that that's a big if. Um, and the Red Sox are the worst team in the league, so that's another thing. The Reds <laughs> cannot doubt that's enough for me. That is so fucking great. They have the second, yeah, the second highest uh, salary in all of baseball, and they're the fucking worst team in baseball. It's awesome. Yankees are the top. Yeah, and that's what annoys me and what makes me hate the Red Sox even more than the Yankees is that for some reason, so many Red Sox fans, even outside Boston, are like, well, yeah, I like the Red Sox because they're underdogs. I mean, the Yankees, look at the money they got. Like, yeah, do you realize you have much more money than every other team except the Yankees? You're not picking an underdog. You're picking them right underneath them. An underdog would be anybody underneath the Red Sox. Yeah. Um, but uh, besides that, just some uh, NFL. I went on and on about that during my Madden stream, so I won't get too into it. But... Uh, that's it for me. Should we get into the uh, free games? Sure, man. 
for some reason, PlayStation and Xbox haven't put out their games for October yet, which is odd because I feel like the last week of um, every month we have a transition, so I don't know why they haven't. Hope that means something big's happened in the next gen, but I'm guessing they probably just haven't done it, is my guess. Um, so on Xbox One, you have The Division till September 30th. You have the Book of Unwritten Rules 2. I downloaded that and still don't know what that is. Till October 15th. On 360, you have Armed and Dangerous till this, or September 13th, or September 30th, Jesus. And PlayStation Plus, you still have Street Fighter Five and PUBG till October 5th. Any fake outrage? God, I hate Street Fighter so much. Uh, it doesn't seem fake. I think you hate fake. I hate, think you hate Street Fighter. I just said that because wearing the fucking Ryu shirt. Oh, uh, yeah. I, didn't, I <laughs> even looked at it earlier and I didn't process that. <laughs> No fake outrage. I was actually thinking today I was really trying to plan a good one, but I was like, I'm just not going to force something stupid. No, I hear you. Um, I actually had one and lost it, so let's both do that. We don't <laughs> we don't have to force it, but yeah, let's both see if we can think of a good one. And if we don't get one, then we won't do it, because that's the whole point about it. I don't want to be forced and dumb. Um, but uh, we can end it here, I guess. As always, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Current Backlog. And you can email any corrections, questions, or feedback to currentbacklogs at gmail.com. And then just going to end with an inspirational quote here. Um, <laughs> I looked up to see you laughing. All right, so I got it here. Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales will have an Ultimate Edition on PS5 that includes a remastered version of PS4's Marvel Spider-Man, but there are currently no plans to offer the remaster as a standalone game for PS5 players. In a statement provided... <laughs> I think you cut out there. I waited for you. To IGN by a Sony representative, the company confirmed that the only ways to get Marvel Spider-Man remastered are by buying Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for PS5. Additionally, if you buy Miles Morales for PS4, you can play the PS5 version of the game at no additional cost. You can purchase an additional paid upgrade to gain access to Spider-Man Remastered. A lawyer wrote this. Marvel Spider-Man on PS5 via backwards compatibility. That didn't make sense. Existing owners of the game on PS4 cannot upgrade or buy the remastered edition separately. Sony's full statement reads, Marvel Spider-Man remastered an enhanced version of Marvel Spider-Man <laughs> is included as part of Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition for the PlayStation 5. In addition, players who purchase Marvel's Spider-Man Miles Morales on PlayStation 4 can upgrade at no additional cost to a PS5 version of Miles Morales Spider-Man. Miles Morales Spider-Man, and you can take advantage of a paid program to, to uh, download Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered. There are currently no plans to offer Miles Marvel's Spider-Man Remastered as, standalone, as a standalone. Players with a copy of Marvel Spider-Man for PS4 can purchase Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales Ultimate Edition to experience Marvel Spider-Man Remastered on PS5. Marvel Spider-Man for PS4 can also be purchased with backwards compatibility on PS5. Owners of the Marvel Spider-Man Miles Morales can PS4 game discs, that's not English, can access this offer by 
inserting the disc into the PS5 console. PS4 game disc owners who buy the PS5 digital edition disc-free console will not be able to access this offer. Oh my god, is it over? Yeah. I was getting through it fast, and then you start talking. I was like, oh, shit, now I'm losing it. Um, that is uh, definitely, definitely written by a lawyer. <laughs> I think we should read that at the end of every episode. And we can switch. Next week, you can read it. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh, I was joking, but I'm down for it if you want to. <laughs> wow. That is a fucking art. You just found that article and you're like, well, holy shit. Yeah, like I said, there is real information there, but the more I read it, the more confused of what the information was I even saw in the first place. Because <laughs> looking at it like that time, I was like, shit, I don't. There is no information in there that I understand anymore. At one point, I was like, this doesn't make sense, but I get what they're saying. Maybe I can make the title of this episode the entire article. Please do that. I don't think it will let me. I could put that as a description. <laughs> you should do that. I can try and do that one. Still might be too many characters, but we can try for that. All right. Is that it for us here? I think that's it. All right. Thanks for watching. Emails, Twitter. <laughs> yeah. And Facebook and Miles Morales. <laughs> Bye. Bye.